Hello, I'm Nicholas Jackson. And I'm Luke Roberts. And welcome to Round Notes Episode 6, The Christmas Special. Do you know why this is a Christmas special, Luke? No, I don't. Because it's exactly the same as normal, except we have jingle bells. Oh, bollocks. <laughs> yep. This isn't an after effect. We actually, this is, this is, I bought this today for £3. This is genuine. You'll probably <laughs> never hear that again for the rest of the episode, but we have got jingle bells. It's Christmassy. Festive. Festive. Now I wonder how many people have already offended just by saying, oh, it's festive of Christmas. Christmas. We're right on Fuck off. There we go. Well, we'll be fine. That's their problem. <laughs> it's their problem. Well, their problem. Right. It's time we get moving then. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've been setting up for about six hours. Well, yeah, just a little bit. We have been a bit longer this time. It's normal. Yeah. <laughs> we watched a short film. That's my excuse. We watched a short film, 11 yeah. minutes. So it took us about, you know, Four hours or so, four, yeah. six hours. Very short film. Do you want to mention the short film, or shall I just leave it as a mystery for the listeners? Nice. No, all right. We just watched Proximity by Ryan Connolly. Connolly? Oh, man, I can't remember. <laughs> oh, fail. Basically, the dude... When you say Ryan Connolly, all I can think of is Brian Connolly. Yeah. Um, I think he's his brother. Dangerous <laughs> Brian. Yeah. Oh, it's a good show. Where did he go? We'll have to find it. Someone tell us. But, yeah, the budget for one of their bigger films basically fell through, so they said... Screw it, we've got the gear, we've got people here to do the film, let's make a film. So, As you do. It's uh, pretty good. I That's happened to us up... many times. Well, it was, yeah, <laughs> every time when we go to do a podcast, we we're actually supposed to be going down to, you know, BBC TV centre. Yeah. And we'd say, fuck it, let's just do it here. This is how the podcast happened. We never actually planned to do it. We just all turned up and it just sort of like, oh, what the hell, we're all here, let's make a podcast. Yeah, exactly. That is actually pretty much how it happened. <laughs> that is pretty much, yeah. Pretty but, much. Um... Yeah, just quickly going back to the film, it was released for free on YouTube, and they actually made pretty good stuff, so they actually had a, like a full, high, uh, higher quality version of it available on their store for, I think it was about £7, but it came with director's commentary, behind the scenes kind of stuff and all that, and I thought that was kind of cool for a, a digital release that was kind of, well, it's indie, really, so I picked that up and I thought it was well worth it. We'll show note it for you. Yes. We'll show note it for you. Totally worth it. Okay, well. Go on then. Oh, games we've been playing then. Well, I had this off, as I think I'm the only one who's actually got anything on the list. I decided, now you're going to love this, I decided I was going to be a bit retro and go back to, I say my childhood, it wasn't that long ago. I got hold of a PlayStation 2 emulator. Ho, ho, ho. I was going to say, let me guess, it's not actually, I was going to say, there's no way in hell it was going to be actual hardware. You touch a console, uh, never. Yes, PlayStation 2 emulator. And I, because I saw, I saw, when I saw, got to start getting back into gamers with the PlayStation 2. I know, amazing. If you're a PC yeah. person, that's how I got back into gaming. And I got a seminar, it's called PCSX2, which is a very unpronounceable name. Um, markedly good little emulator. Um, the only thing that doesn't come with is the actual BIOS for the PlayStation. You have to download that off your PlayStation itself. You could obviously taunt it, that would be illegal. Of course, you won't do that. You'll all do it legitly. Yes. Uh, yes, legitly. Yes, we will. Legitly. And, yeah, I got it. So I, and I basically decided to pick up some of the original release games. So the original release games what me and my sister got, I got Time Splitters, which, did you ever play Time Splitters? Oh, I don't remember if I played Time Splitters or Time Splitters 2. I know I've played one or other or maybe... Yeah. I don't... Time Splitters, this, the story mode wasn't really a story mode in that. It was just nine levels. Wasn't that the guys behind Goldeneye? Yes. Yeah, hold on. Free Radical Design, that's where it's all got moved. That's You saw that actually in the multiplayer, which I'll come to in a second. So the basic storyline, there wasn't actually really any storyline to it, apart from what you read in the manual. It was like a single, like, 
paragraph blurb. I can't remember what it said now. <laughs> That's but how great it was. Every level, basically, all you do is you every level you start level, you need to find an object and then take this object back to a point to end finish level. That is it. What makes it good is that every level is you've got to do like you can just play level complete it fine. But if you do it get you over so if you do it for a certain time frame, you're not characters. I think like the very first level tomb on easy, you need to do it in under fifty seconds. To actually unlock like that's the best fight you do until unlock a character. I think I'm actually on forty eight seconds once. Gold. Yeah. I got obsessed with that game. But what made it really good was the multiplayer. In that you could literally set everything up for it. So when you've got your maps you could set all the different options for your usual like kills, losses but you could do things like you could set every pick every single type of bot, and you could set up every type of weapon the map would use. There'd be five weapon spawn points, but you could tell it what weapons you want to spawn those points. So you have your complete custom set of weapons. Not uh, which compared to other sort of multiplayer first person shooters at the time, they're a set. So it's great. You could have a game where all you had was mini guns. That'd be pretty hard. Or as we did once, have a game where all you had was like the most crappiest pistol you could find. Uh, it's really, it's a good little game. I mean, uh, it was, it, I tell you, it was great as a little party game. Whereas now you have it all over the internet, even though it's great, you get your mates around, get your multi tap out. Yeah, I have to admit, they, they are, that's some of the stuff I do miss from the old school days, just yeah. sitting there with your mates all hanging out, playing, you know, yeah. old school, old school console yeah. shooters. On a split screen where none of you can actually quite see what you're actually doing, but you're sort of doing it. See, cause just imagine, right, go back in time a bit, kids. I know a lot of you all look at the back of a television that I'm about to talk about and be like, what the fuck is all this sticking out the back of a television set? That's what a TV used to be, that big chunky thing out the back of it. You need that. None of this modern, like, flat screen crap. Mm. It was about 50 foot wide. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the screen itself. You need super... a small forklift truck to bring into the living room. Yeah. The funny thing is, we had mine upstairs. Ooh, that yeah. was a mission. That was the roof off, wasn't it? You had to take the roof off to do yeah, that. Yeah, you had to yeah. take the whole roof off. If you were lucky, you'd be able to just get away with pulling out a window. Yeah. But sometimes, yeah. you know, you had to go a bit hardcore. And then, of course, there was the steel reinforcement you had to put underneath it. Because obviously, most modern houses were never, the, the house was so old, they weren't designed for CRT monitors. So, like, what the hell's going yeah, on so here? So, it's really bad they were. It's. I mean, the resolution on them was amazing as well. You yeah, know? it was at like, what six forty by four eighty. Brilliant! It was amazing. Whereas, yeah, you, you couldn't believe your eyes when you saw it. Ultra HD. Yeah, yeah. I've got standard death. <laughs> yeah. It did actually. It's interesting playing Titans on emulator because I I didn't obviously the PS2 controller doesn't actually fit into a PC. Strangely enough. Gosh, what are you talking about? <laughs> Straight off the piece doesn't have a port for a PS2 controller. You talking bollocks, huh? Yeah. And you can use a PS3 controller, but you need to get um, extra sort of um, drivers to use it. And so you tried to, it was it, so I mapped it. You can map it. It's got built software to, to map it to your mouse and keyboard. But it's interesting when you try and actually play, you realise how the controller actually worked, the analog controller to work, because it doesn't map very well to a mouse. You can't. If you're trying to use what to see, you'd think, oh, I'll just turn it to look around like I would normally. doesn't really map very well to a mouse. It's, it's, it's only there, and you realise actually how clunky it was. It doesn't move very smoothly at all. It's, it's, it's quite interesting, actually. You sort of see how the console was designed to work. Mm. That doesn't quite translate. There might be a problem with the drive. be fair, it might be a problem with the drivers. The translation drivers might be there, actually, not the emulator or the original console, but it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. The other one I got was Wild Wild Racing. Which was a racing game, as you might have guessed. I'd have never, never guessed you that. You never guessed that, no. Mm. Uh, it was crap. 
to put it nicely. <laughs> oh, that's a bit harsh. It wasn't terrible bad, but it was, it was, oh, how can I put it nicely? It wasn't, it was a very bad interface. It had this, now, I see it's a lot of modern games still. And I don't understand it. You might understand this. You might have a certain technical reason. You load the game up. You get usual little loading screen. Might get a little videos intro. As you do. And then it comes up, press start button. And then you press start button, you get to the main menu. Why do we need the press start button bit? What? Why? Just for the lols, really. Yeah. I mean, it's not. I'm not playing an arcade game. It's not an arcade game. Why? I don't need the press start button. A lot of the times, though, if you left it on the press start screen, that's when you get like your intro screens, your preview screens would come up in there. Yeah. Or why not just program to the main menu screen? Because they didn't want to waste time with the whole delay thing. <laughs> uh, is, I think she's lazy program personally. Complaining, complaining, complaining. Plus, yeah. they like to have pretty title screens, and when you press start and all that shit comes up on screen. Then, I don't care know. about the title screen. I don't, I, yeah, just get rid of it. I don't need. I, why do I need to press an extra key to play the game? Key? Get out of here, PC game. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Alright, button then. That's fair. Pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing on emulator. It's a space bar on my computer. It's a space oh. bar. It's because your PC is so sucky. It doesn't have a PS2 port, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it wasn't on my original specification when I designed it, to be honest. I might want to play PlayStation 2 games. I better, I better kind of, you know, put a PS2 I better bring something up with to some To be gaffing. fair, you can actually get a connector that will lay yeah, plug in for, on Amazon for like three quid. So I might get that. Because I'd like to try, I'd like to see how well the emulator works with proper PS2. Well, proper controller, see if it makes it. Because I found with the case of Wild World Racing that used analog button controls, which mm. the PS2 controller had. Yeah. Of course, PC doesn't have that. That's yeah. the oh, this is I'm not going to admit a downside to PC. PC hasn't got any analog sensitivity to it really, apart mm. from also your movement, your mouse movement. So when you're trying to use the accelerator button. You push it and it's flat out. There's yeah, no, there's no real control. So actually trying to win a race with it is impossible. I actually remember when a PlayStation Two control pad got broken. We put a PlayStation One pad on it, and obviously that didn't have, you know, the analog buttons on it. So it was mm. either like all or nothing. We were playing games like Grand Theft Auto, trying to like lightly brake to go around a corner or whatever, and just like off. Yeah, but no, it's not possible. Seriously though, guys, just come back in time and just ignore everything we just said about the TVs because they were huge and they still are, but. You know, how big would you say the average television was back then? You know, 23 inches or so? Yeah, I was, um, that. yeah our actual main TV. Yeah, I think our biggest TV had was a 28. Yeah, so, you know, you'd be, in, you'd be talking 20s. If you were, like, super rich, you'd have a 30-odd inch TV. Yeah, it's so um, sad that my PC monitor at home is, is actually about the same size as my TV set we had in our living room. I, I also think, well, right now, I mean, I'm using a 32 for my main, and I've got another monitor next to that, but I just think to myself... I can remember playing four-player games on a tiny, tiny, tiny little portable television set. Yeah. Four-player split screen. No one could see what the hell was going no. on in those things, but it was so fun. We played um, Perfect Dark, so I had my Xbox when I had an Xbox. I did have an Xbox 360. I actually owned one. Dun, dun, dun. I played a whole total of eight hours on it. And then it red ringed. <laughs> no, no, that red ringed. No, I played two hours and it red ringed. I then got another one, strange to it, and then I played another six hours, and that was it. That's all. Some total I played on Xbox. That's fine. That's fine. I'll we played. We played it split screen on a seventeen inch monitor, perfect dark multiplayer, and I remember three sixty on a three sixty perfect dark zero. Perfect dark zero. Yeah, get it right because perfect dark was an N sixty four game. All right, sorry, perfect dark zero. You little gay. That Microsoft. Of. 
fucking everything up again. Copycat game. Perfect Dark Zero. Copycat game. I was uh, by the original guys that did Perfect Dark, yeah. but Microsoft bought them out and then everything they made really sucked from that point. That, that's quite common, to be fair, when you listen to things. Microsoft get involved with the developer, developer either goes under, or it all goes to pot. And you think, so developers, why are you getting involved with Microsoft? It's, it's the kiss of death. They keep dangling all that money in front of you, but you know that's not going to last for very long, right? Who was it that came up the other week? Oh, um, Bungie? Come months ago. It was a Bungie who said that they basically signed a co- exclusive contract with Microsoft was the worst thing they ever did. Not entirely sure, because it was it is Bungie that recently left. Well, I say recently, but they have left. Yeah, um, I can't remember who it was. The final one I got for it was SXX. And that... Snowboarding game. That is absolutely fantastic. You know what? I, I think I might have played Tricky, but I never played the original SXX It's actually not games. a lot of difference between SXX and Tricky, to be fair. Tricky just had a couple extra sort of tricks to the game, but... Absolutely fantastic game. Once again, though, playing it on a keyboard, it, the game was not optimised for mouse and keyboard, strangely enough. No. So it's actually very hard to play on a mouse and keyboard. It's just about doable. Why didn't they think of this stuff? I don't know. Stupid. I don't know. And it's, oh, I just brought back, I just love playing on because you've all the memories, all the music, and it's a yeah, fantastic game. Um, if you can, if, I mean, if you are interested, get PSCS X2, it's completely free. Um, I would recommend getting hold of an old PS. You can still buy the PS2 controllers. You can still get hold yeah, of them. Yeah. I recommend getting hold of one of those in the adapter. Um, I'm going to tell you try and get hold of one just to try and see if it works any better. I doubt it. Well, we'll see. Power, I mean, people seem to be using it a lot, but I'd be interested to see because I do. I know I'm a bit of a PC nut, but I did used to play quite heavily on console. And there are some games, of course, you can't get on PC, which I would like to have another go at again. So I might, I'm going to give it a go, and I'll report that'll be in a flashback in a couple of months. One of the great things I love about PC, though, that you can you can emulate all of the, you know, the now well, dead hardware. The ironic thing is, I can play PS2 games. If you own a PS4, you can't. Mm-hmm. And okay. what's even more ironic is, I'm basically playing the same hardware. Yeah, yeah. I just find that really ironic. And I've had, I've, my experience with MMOs in the past have always been a bit clunky, but I have to say that people who've done this one have really done it well. Well, that's something we brought up in a previous episode as well, wasn't it? That, uh, you know, emulators are coming out a lot faster now than they used to, and they're coming out a lot, they're coded a lot better now. And mm. Good stuff. Good stuff. Emulators. Not that I'd, you know, say go out and emulate everything, but if, I mean, if you already have the hardware, I mean, look, I tend to get a lot of flashcards and stuff, so rather than having all my games... So I'm not going to have like all my Super Nintendo cartridges in my living room or all my uh, all my Game Boy games in the living room because there just wouldn't be enough space. So I buy a flashcard, dump all of the ROMs using something like a Retroid, and then a Retroid is uh, something you can use to plug cut game cartridges into your PC and then drag and drop onto your oh. hard drive so you can actually create the ROM file to... or, you know, make a dump of the ROM file to put onto a flashcard. Well, am I not right? I'm thinking that on some of the cartridges they had bespoke hardware in the cartridges, though. What, magic power? Unicorn horn? All that kind yeah, of you know, they had, like, um, some extra bits of hardware actually built into the cartridges to allow them to do things, or even memory storage. Yeah, like, um... Oh, God. I'm, I'm going to get this wrong now, but there's a couple of chips that the Super Nintendo uses, like the FS chip, um, FX chip or something like that. Basically, everything that kind of beefed up the Super Nintendo to be powerful enough to play games like Star Wing and uh, 
and games like that. There are extra chips on board, but some flashcards come with chips to emulate those. Oh, right. So, so like, how would that, would that, would you be able to emulate it? I've always imagined it must be harder to emulate a cartridge-based game, which is a hardware they're never, interface, than it's, also software interface. The flashcards aren't 100% yet, but I mean, I've got a flash cart for Master System, Super Nintendo, and a couple of other systems, N64, and they work pretty damn well. It's like a 99%, uh, you know, Which is good rate. enough, because odds are the 1% of games which don't work are probably games not worth playing anyway. Yeah, there's a, I mean, there's a handful of decent games that don't work, but I mean, they will eventually update anyway, mm. but... Um, the only thing I've to find with the PS2 emulator was getting hold of the um, games... Right. Downloading them because I wasn't. Gonna, I've got the discs somewhere. But I wasn't going to. So I just download them. Yeah, yeah. And the trouble is, is getting hold of European power releases of them because mm. obviously, if you've got your rip bars from your PlayStation, you're in the UK. You've got a power BIOS. Yeah. The American ones won't work on it. Mm. So getting hold of European with certain games is actually really tricky because most people who tend to do this sort of thing are tend to be the it tends to get overshadowed by the American market. Yeah. And it tends to fill up. And it seems to be that some of these download sites will only have, seem to host like one version of a game. So house either the PAL or the NTSC version, they won't host anything else. That's why I like to mod a lot of my hardware as well. Because actually just speaking of imports and, and you know, if you're gonna look for a game to download and you've got a certain BIOS or whatever, I actually found out that a lot of games that I played when I was younger we didn't actually get in the UK and I never actually realised up until quite recently that we didn't get them. So, because I'd actually, I'd been playing them on either a cartridge, sometimes I'd have been playing them on an emulator, but you wouldn't realise, unless it was actually labelled, to say that it wasn't mm. uh, wasn't available in your country. Like, I played a game, Dragon Warrior Monsters, which is basically Dragon Warrior, but, uh, but Pokemon, uh, kind of spin on Pokemon. I did not realise that would never got released in the UK, even though I owned the physical cartridge and bought it off of a, a, a UK shop. I went into a shop, there it was, I bought it. So... Yeah, imports. Great. Imports, go for it. But I like to model most systems anyway so that I can play imports because, you know, you never know. Or if not, then I tend to buy American hardware as well. Yeah, so you can do. You've got the option. Yeah. Do you ever go whole hog and buy, like, Japanese hardware? If it's, like, in the case of PlayStation, in case they've got any local games, or do you tend to leave out that? We have bought Japanese hardware before. I bought, like, the Wonder Swan and the Wonder Swan Crystal, which were basically uh, handheld, Japanese handhelds, just to play, like, Final Fantasy and stuff on the go. Yeah. Uh, they're all in Japanese, so that was a bit of a mission for me, but, uh, you know, but it's strange really kind of that, fun. but it's strange the Japanese imports in Japanese. But it's like, I used to, I used to import Japanese games as well, so that's why I started to learn basic Japanese. Not that I remember any of it now, but hey. It's quite a lot to learn, though, isn't it, Japanese? It's quite hard, like, it's, Dude, it's a symbolic language, isn't it? I have enough trouble speaking English True. most of the time, so I'm going to say dude every sentence. <laughs> you do, pretty much. Damn, man. <laughs> have you been up to anything, Luke? Or I have been. I have been. Final Fantasy XIV is not on that list. No? One of the things I'm not going to mention until just a little bit later, Okay. but I did pick up Postal 1 and Postal 2. Now, anyone that actually knows me... We'll say, hang on a minute, but you already own Postal 1 and 2. So, yeah, I, I do, I do, but... Can I just make a guess here? Hmm? Did it come up on Steam by any chance? Yeah, no, no, actually. <laughs> got... I do the exact same thing. Like, I own this game, bar bar on Steam anyway, because it's on Steam. Well, it's, a, it's on one list, then. <laughs> I got the Well, I got the games... I actually bought them on disc from Running With Scissors, the guys that make the Postal series. 
and I lent the discs out, and I never got them back. Photo air. So I ended up buying them on GOG. So I bought Postal 1 and 2 on GOG. Now, there's a problem with Postal 1 and Windows 7. Sometimes the game would kind of spaz out, have a bit of a hissy, and you wouldn't be able to turn left with the keyboard. You'd have to use a mouse, but the mouse controls are so sensitive, and I didn't want to faff around with the stuff in the menus. So, eventually they released a patch, so that you could kind of get it to run. The patch didn't work on my system, and I was going absolutely spare, because I was playing Postal 1 with a mouse, and I hate it, 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 even when it was just the sensitivity. To me, it's just too sensitive, either way. To be fair, I've looked at the reviews post one, a lot of the commons complain is the controls are awful. Yeah, well, if you buy it on uh, GOG and that, it is, yeah, because sometimes they just don't work. But it came up on Steam, it was on sale, I mean, literally, I got it for a pound and a penny. Things were saying, you know what, it was probably not going to work, but it's got to be on Steam, so they must have patched it or done whatever to it. Put it on my machine. Works a treat. So I've been playing Postal 1. Love that game. Got banned in many, 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 many countries. It's about a guy named Postal Dude. He has been evicted from his house and then just decides to go postal. The story is told through just little bits of text before each level. Yeah. But there's also, kind of like what you mentioned, there's like a, a bit of information in the manual. Yeah. That's, that's like way back when you'd get the story from the manual. Yeah, yeah. Which is something that I feel... I kind of feel robbed these days when you buy a game and it doesn't come with a manual. Yeah, I do as well, actually. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I've bought most of my games on Steam, so by nature, they don't tend to come with a manual, but... Yeah. But it just... It, it's really it's really weird, because like, I, I look at my kids and I'm going to say... Because we said the other week, like, they're not going to know what a cassette tape is. They're not going to know what a VHS mm. tape is. They're not going to know what all these different things are, or they're not going to know what vinyl yeah. is. They're not really going to understand what an instruction manual really is for a game because they don't come with them anymore. I have many happy memories of going to a shop and I'd go and there'd be the games in the big boxes, yep. you know, in the big sort of A4 boxes. They'd be about an inch and a half thick. Mm-hmm. And you'd say, I'll have that. You'd buy it. You'd get home, you open up and you and you'd just, it'd be like a little box of wonders. You'd have your CD. Usually or your the, floppy disks. Or your floppy disks. And let's say it's CD, and you might be lucky, it might be in a dual case, but often it came with a little, one of those little paper carrier cases. Yeah. But then like you get your sleeve. manual. And some of the games, the manuals were like a book in themselves. I remember yeah. buying a game, and I remember I spent about two days reading the manual to it because it was so thick. And then you get like little cardboard, you know those little cardboard cones you get to put on the keyboards? Sometimes I've seen them, yeah. The overlays. Yeah, yeah the little overlays used to sort of... Used, so if you had lots of controls for like all the F keys, for example, you get a little cardboard that used to sit over your keyboard. You had to hope it feeds your keyboard. It all sat up and it... Oh, I miss those, those days. That's those I, days. I, I miss going from buying a box with a game in it. Old school anti-piracy techniques. To have the manual, yes. you'd have to... It would come up... With a, a, I don't know, like a phrase on the screen, and then it would say, you know, to find out the rest of this, type in the answer from line three on page six or yeah. whatever. I can remember that happened on Settlers 2. I think that was on the old Amiga, and I'd lost the manual. Yeah. I didn't have Same the manual. Same thing happened to me when I had on Amiga Dialect Attack, which was a Doctor Who game, and like all Doctor Who games, you say, I really want to be a good Doctor Who game, but unfortunately, there never has been. There never has been. been a really good Doctor Who one, unfortunately, which is a real shame. It's uh, a bit of a shame. They're, they're gone, man. We need manuals. I mean, well, when I was playing Postal, and I was like, hang on a minute. Manual. They've got a digital download of the manual. And I was so excited just to 
So double click this PDF and just look at the manual and, and just look at all the it lists, all the controls, it's got the story and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely brilliant. Simple game. Really? What, yeah, what I loved about Postal is, you know when they always used to make the jokes on all the TV programs sort of in the 90s about all games were about which is sort of mindless killing? Yeah. If they were to do a mock spoof video of what they thought someone who's never played a video game would think a video game is like by reading the media or watching TV, that is basically Postal. Gotta love that Postal. He's basically if what Jack Thompson thinks a game is. Yeah. Well, let's put it this way. You leave your house... And you just start gunning people down. You're given a percentage. Exactly, yeah. You have to kill, say, on level one, you have to kill about 80% of the hostiles. And then it doesn't automatically go to the next level. You have to tell it to. Because you can continue to go around and then start killing innocents. You can execute people. If, yeah. you, if you can't be bothered to play, Postal Dude can quit. He can exit the game by literally biting on a grenade or shooting himself in the head. It, it was a really, really, really fun game. Got banned in loads of countries. They made a sequel, Postal 2. Which I actually have played known. Absolutely hilarious. It runs on the Unreal uh, Engine. Have they... I, I've only, I played the when it first came out. Did they even fix the loading times? Yes, they did. They released a patch for... Was it Share the Pain? That's what they called it. They had an online patch and a patch to fix the loading time, so they were con- much, much faster than all that would matter these days. On, on It was a case of if you went inside loading, you'd go make a cup of tea. Yeah, because... Alright, so the game was separated into basically maps, wasn't it? You'd, uh, you'd yeah. cross a certain zone, and then it would it would actually have a signpost on the street. Real, it was a real engine-based game, wasn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. so you'd, you'd cross, and it would give you another, basically another map with more NPCs on it to shoot and, and mug, and you could go get crack and all that kind of stuff. But the load times originally, once upon a time, were horrible. Share the Pain came out with a multiplayer yeah. pack and a patch to fix the load times. And then they came out with Apocalypse Weekend, which is an expansion to the orig- uh, Postal 2. Because Postal 2 takes place Monday to Friday. You play as Postal Dude again. You've moved to a city called Paradise with your wife. You live in a trailer because you've, obviously you've just lost your house. You start to work for Running With Scissors and on day one you get sacked. Yeah. And then basically you have to go through the week as Postal Dude, checking off lists. You've been given a list by your wife, parents to like run. Buy milk. Yeah, buy That's... milk, you know, go to work, mm. uh, go to the yeah. library, go to visit your dad at the graveyard, go to confessional, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. One thing that did annoy... Let's go. This goes such, such an odd criticism there. Okay. Okay. When I bought the game, so I was told that you didn't have... You said you could play the game and complete this without actually being violent at all. Right, see, now I, lo- I was actually then about to bring that up. That I figured you'd probably actually say that. You are given, basically throughout the week... And it was sold bad to me shit, that as well. Bad shit happens to Postal Dude. Now, the thing is, the game doesn't necessarily force you to be violent. If you want to gun people down, you can gun people down. Or you can let the other NPCs do it for you, and you can escape through like a back door... Or, you know, uh, kick out a window. There are certain bits, though, where you have to really get violent. Uh, there are a couple that you act, you pretty much have to. If you want to get through it without kind of banging your head against the wall and, you know, trying to, like, literally dodge and yeah. jump cover and go kind of modern shooter on people, then, yeah, it's probably more fun to pull out a pistol. Yeah. It didn't take me very long to kick my first person, to kick my first no. NPC. I was down the bank trying to cash in my check from... From one yeah. of the scissors. And the game purposely tries to piss you off. So yeah. I'm stood in the queue at the bank, trying to, to you know, cash in my wages. And so I'm, I'm standing in the queue, just moving forward, just ridiculously slow as this one person's on the cash, like on the, on the, on the, um, like on the register, the one cashier. 
this bitch fucking steps in front of me. I was like, you f- she's fucking, she's, ste- she's cut she's the line, She's jumping, yeah. She is, she's just Q-jumping. We're British, that's just not done. British, I know it's I'm an so, American game, it's, but it's British, it's a British statement. I let it go to start with. I let it go. And then someone cut in front of her, and I was like, oh, I fucking had enough of this, and just booted her square in the face. One st- I was one person away from the till, just kicked her square in the face. Have you ever tried it and actually seen, is it actually possible to get to the till? Or does it, you you, no, you can get there. I have done it without actually kicking the woman in the face. <laughs> no, I got out of the bank without shooting anyone else. I actually tr- I did a let's play of it trying not to be violent. I skipped as many gunfights as I possibly could, which is as hard as hell. Yeah. But really fun. From what I remember, I always had like 14 difficulty levels. It's, it was I'm really tempted to pick it up now. Cause I'm, it, I'm, oh my god, dude. I bought it on Steam again because like I said, I've got it on GOG I've, and I had the discs. I've gone and bought it again. Oh god, I love that game so much. It's so damn fun. The fact Okay. Postal 2... You can get a petrol can, pour it over someone, and then set them on fire. Set them on fire, right? You can, if you want, piss on them to put out the fire. But if they are on fire and they fall to the floor, grab your shovel, smack them in the head, and you can play Flaming Skull Golf with their head. And anyone it touches, they catch fire too. Do you know, across the road, if anyone, any sort of like moral guardians hear this podcast, they're going to be sort of screaming in their pants. Ban this sick film that came up many years ago. I mean, it wasn't really, it was fun, but it wasn't actually really that good a game, to be honest. It was oh, fun. no, no. It, it was, was fun. It was silly. It was silly. Yeah. Don't go into it, street, it's going to be a serious. If you're going to go in there trying to be all like hardcore and serious about it, if, you, if you're, you're not gonna if you're really it. into modern shooters, you know, chest high walls yeah. and. Oh, the combat is pretty atrocious in it. You have to, I have to say, that the combat is pretty poor in it. I didn't mind that bad. It was like pretty much an, an early Unreal shooter. It was just imagine Unreal tournament, but in a city. Yeah. You would just basically run around and headshot people, and their skulls would explode. Well, you, you couldn't take that game seriously anyway. If no. you did, there was something wrong with you. If you got the humour of it, then it was a fun game. Yeah, Otherwise, I did just come away playing. I think slightly dirty after playing it. I thought it was, I thought it was absolutely yeah. brilliant. I you got to think. I have children. Yeah. <laughs> it's scary, really. Yes. I do worry about his children sometimes. Yeah, they're probably worse than I am. <laughs> I did host a nose on Steam. Mm. I believe it was yourself on Pigeon My Friends list. I believe it has been playing Postal 3. Yes, right. There is another Postal game after Postal 2. It took him a while. It wasn't done by Running With Scissors. It was done with Running With Scissors. It was supposed to come out on the Xbox 360, PC, and PS3. They ended up... It was developed by a, a bunch of Russian guys. They fucked it up. It was supposed to support NVIDIA graphics cards and have all this really cool physics stuff. Yeah, people with NVIDIA graphics card had a hell of a hard time trying to play that game. And it was basically, Running With Scissors came out and basically said it was a beta release in the end that they put out. But the thing is, I run an AMD system, so it runs fine. <laughs> I'm NVIDIA, so actually I'll put it up. But from what I've heard, it's not very... It's pretty buggy, but it is pretty fun. I can't really tell you much about it, other than it doesn't take place in Paradise anymore. It's in the neighbouring city. Zombies, strippers, midgets. It's all good. Shoot me, shoot me, shoot you, I think the best way I could describe post two, if you want to play, it's a guilty pleasure. Absolutely maybe, brilliant. Maybe not for you, Luke, but for me, it was always a little bit of a. I play it feeling slightly. I shouldn't really enjoy this. This is a bit. I, I should really be going more into more intelligent games, like sort of, you know, more thought-provoking games, but. Actually, this is quite fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's all sort of the mood I have when I play Postal. Absolutely brilliant. I can't say that enough. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's a great game. 
But I actually got to play Postal 3 before it was released. Because I'd bought things from Run of My Scissors before, they actually sent me a code to get hold of it before launch. So I got it like a, you know, a few weeks before it actually got put out for people to buy on the Run of My Scissors store. Because it was a, it was available for pre-order on Steam, then it got pulled down. Then like a thousand years later, it actually got released on Steam. The page was still there, you just couldn't purchase it. You could put your code into Steam from Run of My Scissors store and get it on Steam. You just couldn't actually buy it. No. From Steam themselves. Was there a reason behind that, do you know? I have no idea, but I thought it was absolutely brilliant anyway. Love the game. I still haven't finished it. I haven't really had a chance to probably play it, but I'm going to go through and play Postal 1 Apocalypse Weekend because I haven't played Postal 2 Apocalypse Weekend yet from start to finish, even though I've had it for like 20,000 years, and then play Postal 3 through. I'll probably the do that this weekend. Postal 2 version on Steam, is that the complete one? That's the complete one. Yeah. It's got Scare the Pain and Apocalypse Weekend. Oh, that's fine. So you've got the full week. Monday to Sunday, rather than Monday to Friday, which Perfect. is pretty cool. Yeah. Excellent. Good. So, so that's, well, that's that. Excellent. Well, on to more wholesome things, and I haven't been playing a game about running around murdering people, being violent people, pissing <laughs> on people, setting people on fire. I've been playing a game about murdering corn. You forgot that I, you forgot smoke and crack. I've got well, smoke to mention crack, smoke and yeah, crack. No, no. You can't. I've been playing a game where you have to murder corn by cutting and freshing it. Damn, man. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing a game where you have chickens. Do you call them chickens? No. Oh. They, just, they just give you money every turn. I know. I don't chickens understand. give you money every turn. I don't turn. understand it myself either. Okay. And it's just got cows in it. It is not Farming Simulator. Is it not? No. I have found another one. Oh my god, what? Professional Farming 2014. Professional Farming. Farmer, Farmer 2014. Oh, bing. Yeah, I'm just checking something because... I don't know why, but the name rings a bell. It was either Farming Simulator that we mentioned before, or um, or this game right now. I'm pretty sure I saw that on PC, right? Yes. I'm pretty sure I saw that on the 3DS. That's what that little kind of sound was that you heard in the background. I'm just going to click clicked open a 3DS just to see if it was the Farming Simulator on 3DS, because I might have to try that for a laugh. Uh, so, so go on. Professional go. Farmer 340. Okay. It's... In some ways it's better, in some ways it's worse than Farming Simulator. Okay. I'm going to actually do a blog post comparing the two. Good things about it. It actually has proper support for a steering wheel. Okay. Proper support for steering wheel. Farming Simulator doesn't support... It claims to, but I've never got my steering wheel to work with it at all, ever. It does because it doesn't handle... You can't... I might have mentioned this before, but... The game, if you want to steer analogue or accelerate analogue, you can't. It will either accept one or the other input at the same time. So you can either steer left or right or accelerate. That's amazing. Yeah, it's it's crap. So realistic. It is. You can either steer or go or accelerate. You can't steer and you can't turn and accelerate. Which professional <laughs> farmer does support it. What it doesn't support though is it doesn't support any support with the buttons on the steering wheel. Okay. So I had to get my old friend out Pinnacle Game Profiler, and that gave me all support for the steering wheel buttons. What's good about it? I'll be mentioned about Pinnacle Game Profile, which is a, I mentioned a couple podcasts back, it's a piece of software that allows you to use controllers of games that support it. What's quite good of it is it won't block the controller, the game receiving inputs to the controller, unless you tell it to. So in the case of Farming Simulator, I could still use the wheel to steer, but, oh, but then Pinnacle would also read and accept the commands from the steering wheel for button presses. It wouldn't block the steering wheel from working I couldn't have one or the other, it will accept it. That's quite good. The engine is absolutely gorgeous. 
it's not the most graphically superb game, but sunlight uh, sunlight is fantastic in it. It's, the way it trickles through into your tractor cabs, absolutely fantastic. It's got proper gears in it. I know that sounds stupid. In, in Farmer Simulator, you just you go forwards or backwards. There's no gearing to it. This has got proper gears in it. I don't know if you're familiar with tractor gears. No. I'm about I'm to get. Like, I'm gonna, I guess it's got like low range, normal, and then like fifty other. They actually have twenty four gears. Okay. okay. You have this, it, or some tractors have different amounts, but twenty four is quite common. So remind so, me never to get into a tractor. You know, you've got six gears, normal gears, and then you have like, you have ranges. You have four ranges on average, and they're called A, B, C, D. This is not true of all tractors, by the way, but quite common. And your gears obviously one to six. What's quite cool, most tractors you could go forwards or backwards in any gear. So you could go back in six D, which is like the fastest gear, or back in one A. There is a good, te- there is a technical reason why they have so many gears, but I've, without turning this into the Rand Farmers podcast, I don't think I want which Is that going to be a spin off show? That's going to be the sister podcast, yeah. Oh, <laughs> the Rand Farmers podcast. No. Uh, yeah. Anyone come to his one? Give us a shout, I'll set it up. <laughs> we'll serve a rival podcast. A um, rival podcast. Rand, yeah, Rand Farmers. I forgot. So, yeah, gears. Um, gears. So it's, it probably supports the gears, so that's quite good. It's just beautiful. Downsize to it hasn't got quite so much. Oh, just quickly, one good thing: properly simulated cabs. Oh, Farmer 2012, you see, 3D on Nintendo DS, 3DS. Sorry. Dun dun dun. Try a demo. I've got that one. <laughs> one thing it does it does is all the cabs are properly simulated, and I mean properly. That you could switch the HUD off, and all the information updates on the cab, on the in-game display, as you say. So you could drive the car out the HUD. You can't switch the HUD off, though. Yep, that is... Murky. I don't know. I can't, if, I've not found a way to do it. I've, have you face-rolled every button on your keyboard? To see if... No, I've not done that much. The keyboard commands... It does have a bit of an issue where if you look at the way you configure your keyboard commands, it lists commands, and then when you play the game, it's actually more than you think. It okay. hides up a little bit. hides them a bit. What a bastard. It is. Great design, though. It is great design. That's why it's a simulator. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. I'm surprised even using some CVT gearboxes properly. I'm sorry, I'm getting off topic now. <laughs> if you like, if you're a nerdy like me, well, if you're a farm nerdy like me, you like the sort of farm machine, you will actually quite enjoy it. Bad things about it is it doesn't properly simulate livestock. In that, all your livestock do basically is you have them; they just generate money. Wow. My cows generate me 80, 80 years. This game is split into sort of phases. Whereas in the farming simulator, you pot a crop and it just grows over a certain time. And there's no real seasons. In Freshwater Farm, you have like an early spring, and then you do all your jobs in early spring, then you move on to late spring, do your jobs. So the crops grow, so similar. So you're not, for Trial Farming Simulator, you have often had is you'd be rushing around, you'd be almost like trying to juggle a dozen things at once. You'd be playing one field, but having to harvest another one because it was going to wilt. Freshwater Farmer doesn't matter because you can just take as long as you want over each season. But somehow my cows generate a total of 80 euros and let's say a season's two months, 80 euros every two months for five cows. Now I know that's not a lot to have five cows but still 80 euros is too small because basically the same as in farming simulator they're just cash generation devices. So basically just going to shout at the game because it's not real. It's not giving you a realistic no. amount of money for... Oh, Do you actually I've, have to look after the animals, like feed them? And, uh, in Freshwater Farm, I've not, from what I've played of it, I can't, I've not seen anything like that at all. Oh, okay. Farming Simulator, you do. You have to feed them, and you have to feed them a mix of crop as well to make their further balanced diets. You have the straw. There's a, that, 
Farming Simulator has got the edge when it comes to livestock. And Farming Simulator is a lot easier to mod. So people have actually modded in more stuff into it than was originally there, okay. which is really good. For my professional farmer, having sort of a little explore through the files on it, which I always do when I install a game, so I then need to go look through the file structure and see what goodies are hidden away. The joys of the PC. Yeah. Just sort of a list of all the .dat files that you can't actually open at all. If you do open, it's just sort of random gobbledygook. I can't see... I don't think it's going to be so easy to mod. I mean, Farming Simulator's actually got it built in so that literally you have a mod folder. You, all you do is install a mod, just drag it to the folder, and that's it done. It just does itself. It's all built in. Really good mod support. Whereas, and they've realised that's how they get make it more popular because people can just put everything they want into it. But professional doesn't appear to have that so much. So I wonder if that's going to lose out a little bit. Probably. Probably. Sounds like it's a pain in the ass anyway. Yeah. We'll do a let's play on it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. See if I can actually operate a fucking 24 gear tractor. Yeah, <laughs> it's very easy. Yeah, we'll, sure. We'll, you have to come round. We'll set you. I'll get you my steering wheel set up. And off you yeah, go. yeah. Sounds like I'll be my game of the year. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got that coming up. Oh, oh you're spoiled now. Oh bollocks! Damn it! We'll cut that. <laughs> no, we won't. Now people are gonna know yeah. you fucked yeah. it up, Nick. You fucked it up. <laughs> you ruined Christmas for everyone. <laughs> oh, I can change that, Luke. No. <laughs> ah, you said we wouldn't have to hear them anymore. You've run it again, Nick. <laughs> I'll make you feel festive. I'll shake him again if you don't feel Don't make festive. me bludgeon you with my slider. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're always showing off your slider. Yeah, I, I Do you want to dip at the slices and it'll slide your slider? Oh, hang on, ready? Get this, okay. right? I have a slider, a camera slider. There's no, There are no prizes for guessing why a slider is called a slider, by the way. Don't know if you're able to hear this. There you go. That's, That's beautiful. And it's made out of a solid chunk of aluminium, so if I ever feel like beating... Well, it's not completely solid because a bit slides on it. Oh, yeah, that slides. <laughs> this bit. The yeah. bulk of the track. That's solid. I could whack you with it, and you're dead. Yeah. I could beat someone into a fine paste, just like it was postal. I've been practising. <laughs> <laughs> uh, playing any other games, Luke? Uh, I'm still, I'm, I'm still going to save those. I'm going to save the rest. Okay, Just, just, no just a little bit. Okay. Just a little bit. I'm going to be very careful the next one. Because okay. trouble is... Bioshock Infinite Burial at Sea, I've got loaded, okay, DLC. Yeah. The trouble with it is, it's very short, and this is actually a bit of a complaint. It's 1199. Oh, sure. uh, I first played through, I did in less than three hours. And 1199, I don't think that's value for money. Make sure that Dishonored gave me DLC for the same price as a lot. One level was the same length of time, and they had three of them in. That I don't think is value for money for. Eleven ninety nine, and that was not me rushing through it either. It was me taking my time over it, exploring. I thought that was too short, to be honest. Could that have anything to do with the fact that they somehow decided to put uh, is it the Skyhook into uh, Rapture? Yeah, into Rapture. Like that wasn't there before, so why is it right? There for starters, now? I need to create. It's not the Skyhook; it's the Air Grabber. Whatever it is. <laughs> Yeah, it's somehow... Dodgy-looking, pointy thing. Okay, so buried, buried at Sea, it's set at... Or Burial at Sea, I should say. It's set in Rapture the de- on December the 31st, 1958. Which, if you've played Bioshock, you know it's a very significant date. I don't remember anything about Bioshock. Slight spoilers for Bioshock. and little sisters. All right, slight spoiler for Bioshock, but I won't go too spoilery. At the beginning of the game, you get there and you find that there's been a... Uprising, and the uprising happens on New Year's Day, 1958. There you go. So, basically, Rat Barrel at Sea is set the day of... It's like 20 minutes before the end, set on the day of the uprising. That's pretty nice. It is. 
So you know what's going to happen right from the start. Everything's it's, fucked. Yeah, pretty much. So you get into it. What's nice about you get to, it does mean you can explore a rapture before the fall. Mm. And it creates, it's a bit like when you play Bioshock Infinite. You get about an hour just exploring before the, what the world is like before. And actually, I quite enjoy that. I wish the games did it more often. You know, you have like a break of just sort of wandering around exploring, getting an atmosphere. Before things, before shit hits the fans, yeah. so you actually get attached to things yeah. before it gets blown a bit. Exactly. I think, I think that's missed out a bit too much in, in games. We like short shooter games. It's quite a nice sort of breather. Very good. It's got a little minor puzzle in it. It's very hard for me to talk about as well as really possible. Just keep to mechanics. Combat is identical to Infinite. Absolutely no real difference. They've, you still have the Skyhook or Air Grabber. You still have plasmids, which are basically your vigors from Infinite, which were basically plasmids from the first game anyway, so it's all gone full So service. difficult, they had to rename that stuff. Yeah. Well, the thing is, they renamed vigors to plasmids, and they, what you have in Infinite, you have salts, so you need them back to Eve. But the plasmid, the vigors slash plasmids, they've kept the names from Barshock Infinite, which, after fact, given that most of the vigors from Barshock Infinite were based on plasmids from Barshock, I would just rename them as well. So, even you have. So much effort, dude. I know, but it just seems a bit of um that. There's a little bit of. Or it's meant to be set in the same time on this universe as Barshop, but because they've kept the same names as Infinite, they don't quite. There's that little bit of disconnect between the names. The matchup yeah. of Barshop. So, there's a bit of disconnect there. Cars are covered the same. Elizabeth works out the same. She throws you stuff, throws you health, throws you Eve. Splices are. Act very much similar. Basically, once you get it, they act just basically the same as the opponents from Infinite. Quite combat is quite tricky, I found, but not excessively hard. The bit has a has an excellent twist in it. Okay, but I'm not going to mention anything about that because one thing I will say: if you've not played Infinite all the way through, finish Infinite first. Otherwise, Barrel C will ruin the key plot twist of Infinite. It will absolutely obliterate it for you. So play Infinite first. And I will also say, if you've not played the original Bar Shocks, you won't understand a lot of what's going on. You'll hear characters mention other people. You'll hear them talk about things like the Little Sisters and Big Days, but they won't ex- really explain what they do or how they interact unless you've played Bar Shock. And you will miss a lot of the references. Marvellous. So really, you need to play... Before you get this, you need to play... If you've not played any of them, you need to play Bar Shock... One, Barshock 2 not so much, Barshock Infinite, then you may buy the Barrel C DLC. You can't buy it until then. I ban you. Like seriously, don't buy it. Or just don't, just don't buy it. Actually, don't buy it at all. Buy Postal 1, 2 and 3. Yeah. Bad games. Just saying. <laughs> there you go. Good uh, stuff. Good stuff. So that's Barrel C, so I'm quite, but yeah, recommend it. If it's yeah. a bit pricey. You wait for a Steam sale. Wait for a Steam sale. So. That's right. You know, we're moving to a new section. You know what that means, don't you, Luke? No. We have to have a jingle no. for the section. Oh. I'm loving okay. this. I hate you. <laughs> I really yeah. hate you. This will get edited out, you <laughs> It's going to be all edited out to be... No! Was... No! No! You're fucking going to... For... If you're forcing me to listen to it, every fucker else is having to listen to it. You complete bastard. Uh, Fuck you and your Christmas. Uh, oh, <laughs> stuff we're looking forward to, then. Not yeah. Christmas spirit. Bah! <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking forward to anything? Bayonetta 2 on Wii U. What's That's that? it. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, ah. you, can't, you can't say to listeners, 
I'm looking forward to this game. But I'm that's not going to tell you what yeah. it is. As I was saying, I'm looking forward to Grand Civilization 3. And that's it. That's not... If we did the podcast like that, it would be very short. But it'd be easy <laughs> it for would, you, it it'd be be. For you to edit. <sighs> no. I thought we'd be professional. I was trying to save myself some time. All right. All right. If, do, do you want to say a full layer section? No. Right. Is anyone right. a fan of, um, of... What's that fucking game? Devil May Cry. I played the first one. Right. Devil May Cry, replace the annoying white-haired dude with a chick. Dante. Yeah, fuck him. Right, replace Dante with a chick. Chick goes around killing things. It is basically Devil May Cry, but a lot more fun with a chick. <laughs> it's the sequel. It's good. Buy it, but it's a Wii U exclusive. So buy Wii U. Yes. PlayStation 3 and... Uh, like the PlayStation fanboys and Xbox 360 fans, so the guys that have now gone to PS4 and Xbox One are now crying, like, why isn't it on our consoles like the last one was? Well, because the guys that... Oh, it's a sequel, is it? Yeah, it's it's a fo- that's why it's Bayonetta 2. Oh yeah, of course, that makes sense. But yeah, the guys behind it, they tried to get kind of funding from everywhere else to get it published. Everyone else was like, oh, fuck that. And, well, Nintendo said, yeah, man, we'll, we'll pay for that. And everyone's now crying about it. Like, it's Nintendo's fault that it's an exclusive. It's like, well, what do you expect? Nintendo, you, Nintendo don't release their shit elsewhere. If your platform holder decides to be an arsehole and not support these developers, that's the platform holder's problem. Not you, that's not the people who've actually been generous developers. That's not their fault. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not, I'm not really going to spoil much about Bayonetta 1 and 2 to be honest because it is really a game that you have to play to understand but imagine Devil May Cry crazy combo style combos where you have to go around you're kicking you're punching you're shooting Bayonetta has two handguns plus a gun strapped to her boots it's kind of very Japanese jazzy style music to it as well really fun over the top action just running around dancing around shooting people hacking things up if you know what Devil May Cry is you know what Bayonetta is Go and play it. If not, then I'll put up a video about it. I can't really explain the game yeah. without... Without ruining it all. Yeah. It's, it's the story, everyone's completely disconnected about it. No one fucking knows what the hell's going on. I've played the game through. I have no idea what the hell's going on, but it was fun. I find out most games, to be honest. Yeah, we have to go to Wikipedia. <laughs> that's how I <laughs> That's what I tend to do. I still tend to look at Wikipedia. Interestingly, it seems more complicated the story, the more I understand it. So Infinite, I understand the story completely. I understand how it all works completely, and that's got one of the most complicated stories too. I think I've ever played in a modern game. Bayonetta two, yeah, no yeah. idea. Bayonetta one, no idea. Postal time splits, no idea how the story that is. Oh. You don't find out. I don't know what the story is until you get to the third game. You really find out. Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. The exception to the rule, and is the real exception to the rule with complicated stories that I understand is Melgasaur two because I don't think anyone in the world understands that apart from Hinojima when he's drunk. Drunk? He's on crack, dude. <laughs> Both. Yes. Simultaneously. That is the only time I think anyone understands the story or plot line to Melga Solid 2. I don't think Hideo Kojima even understands the damn plot. I reckon he was just going into a hat and just like picking out points. Picking up random things. Isn't there supposed to be a Melga Solid 5 coming out soon? I have heard it's Melga Solid 5. I I really should play Melga Solid 4, I suppose. God, God. I actually played that through. I can't believe I sat through and played that game. I I quite like the Melga Solid series. I fucking hate those games. Then again, I used to like Tenchu Stealth Assassins, so... Mm. Whatever. What can you do? Um, is there anything else I was looking forward to? I know, was there? If there was, it's just completely drifted out. I still want to get the the uh, Hyper Dimension Neptunia remakes on. 
Has it uh, now come out? PSVR. Yeah, yeah, the Japanese versions of Hyperdimension Neptunia, the first game, and Mark II is uh, being redone. It's annoying me that the PlayStation Network actually has a digital download version of Hyperdimension Neptunia Mark II, but they don't have the first game available for digital download, and they don't have the third game available for digital download. Handy. Yeah, it's great. I, I, yeah, to be fair, some Steam's been like that's got games on it which they have like the middle one, but not the first one. It's like with a Mass Effect, you can get Mass Effect one and two on Steam, but then three, EA decide they're going to be a bit of assholes and make you go through their horrendous. Didn't they do that? EA with, Origin. I'm sure they pulled one of the Crisis games from Steam at one point, only to put it back because it wasn't selling on Origin. Does EA have all Crisis? I thought so because Crytek have their own digital distribution, don't they? That was on. Um, Crisis was a EA game. Was it? Yeah. I thought it self-published. Crisis 2 was pulled from Steam at one point, I believe. Huh. Should I look it up? All right, tapping time. Tapping time. I, I hate Origin. It doesn't everyone. Yeah. Uh, I actually felt really pissed off one time. I bought a game by, uh, is it 38 Studios or 38 Studios? Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. Bought it on sale off gamersgate.co.uk. At no point did it say that I was buying the Origin version. I was hoping I'd get the Steam code for it. Got the code, went to put it in Steam. Turns out it was a fucking Origins game. I remember, this is before it was called Origin, and it was called the EA Download Manager. I think was the proper name. Oh, yeah. I bought the an add-on pack for Battlefield 2. Publishers, Electronic Arts. Oh, I am I stand corrected. <laughs> I bought the add-on pack for Battlefield 2. One, uh, I can't what one it is. And I was buying it, and I was paying, and I paid my money for it. And then it said to me, you may download this game for up to six months. Yeah. I thought, hang on. So what do you mean up to six months? After six months, it gets deleted from your account. I thought, hang on, I bought the game. Surely this is just a, and surely this is just like a, a line of code that says he owns this game, or you know, a tick in a database somewhere. But then it says to me, if you want, you can buy. I'm putting air quotes up now. Insurance for an extra two pounds <laughs> to increase the time to two years. Wow! I thought you were absolutely kidding me. So I buy a game. And that's it. I don't actually get to keep the game. I mean, no. I know technically, with Steam, we don't technically own the games. No, you have a license for it. But you? even so, that's a bit of a dick move to do. To own that. I mean, that is, that is just money grabbing. And that's why I never liked... That's why I went off EA and tried to avoid buying their stuff. Yeah, the, if I, someone said to me the other day, actually, about, um, about EA and to buy... Uh, I should buy certain games. I was like, no, I'm not buying those. I'm not buying those games because they are published by EA. And I was like, well, is there any game that you would give EA money for? And I was like, there is only one series that EA currently, uh, you know, published that I would purchase, and that's Army of Two. Yeah, that's it. Uh, for me, it's Mass Effect. I bought Mass Effect on Steam One and Two. I wanted to get free to complete the story, and I had no choice but to buy on Origin. I waited a year to see if it would come to Steam. I thought. Eventually, they'll give in, let Steam have it. Waited a year, and it never, unfortunately, turned up. So, I had to, unfortunately, uh, buy it on Origin and play it on Origin. Marvellous. Uh, Marvellous. So, that's the only thing I've got on Origin. I don't think I've played it on Origin since then, but that was alright. Fucking hate Origin. <laughs> oh, I hate Origin. Steam, it should be a requirement by law. That's, if we come Game to power... But if we come to power, we've got to make it by law. That, I know it creates a monopoly, but by law, we have to make it that game all games to be on Steam. 
I just there are people out here who hate Steam who are now screaming at me. But I don't care. Them. Steam is the best digital distribution platform out there. Though I, I just think we should just get rid of Origin completely. I... <clears throat> Humble Origin Bundle. Did you buy that at all? No. Right. Do you report off by the fact that it said Origin in yes. the title? Okay, so I bought the Humble Origin Bundle very cheaply. I think it was like £3 I, I paid for it to get all the games. A lot of the games came with Steam codes. <laughs> yeah, just saying. Fair enough. <laughs> Do I had the choice. Do you want to redeem the game on Origin or Steam? Whoops. Obviously Steam. What a stupid question. And the games that are on Origin, they haven't been redeemed. <laughs> no. That's all. Do you, if I'm a bundle, do you get the codes? Do you have to pick which one? Or do you get code for everything? So could you redeem on Origin as well? Uh, no, I think you just get one or the other. I couldn't. I didn't really bother to check. To be honest, I was like, "Oh, what? This is an origin-only game. They're not going to give me. <coughs> fuck! I'm just going to get the fucking Steam games." Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's such a bad system. I keep buying these games. I'm not playing them. It's almost <laughs> as bad as you, uh, Ubisoft. You play. Oh God! Who who was it that said something to me the other day? They bought a they bought a game recently. They bought it on Steam, but they had to install UPlay, and they had to be it online. It might have been to play. me actually, because it's Far Cry Three. You don't have that if you buy Far Cry Three on Steam. You no, it play. was um, it was Dan the Retro Nerd, but it was Far Cry Three that he was talking about. Yeah, you, you have on a to, Steam you, sale. Yeah, you have to. You basically you launch if you launch Far Cry Three through Steam, it then launches UPlay, which updates itself, and then it plays it. That's horrible. But I don't think I think they fixed it now. But when I first did it, they had a bug. If you you couldn't actually launch the game through UPlay, you had to launch it via Steam, which then launched UPlay, which then launched Far Cry Three. So I tried to play Far Cry after I quit out of the game. I tried to play it through UPlay because it was already open, and it threw up an error. And the error I had to get rid of was by closing down UPlay completely and then relaunching it through Steam. That's amazing. That is excellent, isn't it? I would, I, if I could, I'd make a video. I think they that. fixed it now, but that was just ridiculous. That's just great. Yeah. And <laughs> what, there's one bit in Steam that re- you play, sorry, that really annoys me. You quit it and you get, you get like points for doing things. It's not like achievements, it's like four or five actions. And you can use them to trade in. You, yeah, you trade, trade in, in for points. stuff. And they have that on the they, Wii U. They have a title for it. And do you know what the title is? Go to Win. It's called Win. Wow. And so you, know, so you get a link saying, when oh, you come out, go to win. Well, um, That's Zombie excellent U. graphics. Uh, excellent grammar there. Zombie U has uh, Uplay. It's an, it's an extra app that you can install on the Wii U to yeah. actually redeem the points that you earn in the games. Look, anyone installs that crap. Anyway, you, you play the game, it comes up with the, Ooh, Uplay stuff. Just fucking ignore it. That really annoys me though when shit like that pops up. Like so they're advertising. So Uplay have got so have um Ubisoft got quite involved in Wii U then. No, 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 no. It's only on that one game from what I know. But really? I, fuck that pisses me off so much. I mean I crick about someone's head in. You would think that I am into violent games. You played games. Far Cry Three on the console. Yes. Is there any Uplay integration with that? Not that I'm aware. That's one of the main reasons why I was a bit shocked when down the retro and I was like, fucking God, I'm through Uplay, Steam, fucking... I was like, what's he complaining about? I've played it on the... Con- what? What problem was going on here? Yeah. But like, I'd never seen it. I'd never... I didn't realise that was a, a yeah. serious thing, but... Apparently, yeah. don't they do it that with Assassin's Creed and stuff as well? I don't. I assume, yes, it must do. I assume I must do. Which is why I never play Assassin's Creed games on PC. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got that to look forward to when I get Watch Dogs. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it so much. Oh, yes. Have they actually seen when this coming out? Uh, it's March next year, isn't it? I have no idea. I didn't keep up. I just wasn't sure if they kind of maybe I moved saw... it back to where it was supposed to be. Uh, it's 2014 now. Do you see UB, Ubisoft's shares fell when they delayed it? Their shares fell dramatically when they delayed it. And it's like, oh, poor Ubisoft. Fucking idiots. What was that? I, I am not having a very good night when it comes to memory. But there was another publisher as well that did something really stupid recently. And everyone shat on them. Love the guys who do Call of Duty. Activision. Activision. Fucking hell. Blaming next-gen consoles on the piss-poor sales of Call of Duty Ghosts. Eh? Yeah, well, they they reckon that, because not many people, pe- the sales of Call of Duty Ghosts aren't quite as high as previous titles, I, I guess. I do don't... you think that perhaps it's because, here's an idea, perhaps some of the Call of Duty players have woken up to the fact that all they're basically doing is playing the same, buying the same game every time. They're basically playing Modern, Warf- uh, Modern Warfare, like yeah, Call of Duty 4. Yeah, they're still running the Quake engine. So it's, 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 look, guys, your game's stale. It's crap. There are other games out there now that do what you do better. Was it, like, two games a year? Or a game every year now, Call of Duty? Call of Duty, I've lost so track. Treyarch and There's something like, isn't there something like 50,000 Call of Duty? Something like that. There's like Call of Duty fucking Modern Welfare 63 or something like that by now. Yeah, yeah they, they reckon that it's next-gen consoles that are causing the game to sell. Well, it's not selling as well as they want it to, so their ability to print money is just kind of falling off somewhere. They're, People are more... There are uh, people these days, they're more focused... Oh, these days. Because the new hardware has come out, people are more focused on the hardware and they're forgetting about the software. So how the <laughs> fuck are they forgetting about the software? software? Those people at home have bought the PlayStation 4 and started thinking, I've got PlayStation 4 now. If only I could do something with it. I've got a PlayStation 4 now. Let's connect it to the internet. Okay, let's go. Yeah, um, I mean, I've got an Xbox One. Let's turn it on and Surely they're going to buy it and... What are they doing... I don't know about much console. Did they? Do you know if they did like when you ordered the console, you got like a game in a package type deals? Were they yeah, doing that? they had package deals. So too. presumably, somewhere along the lines, Call of Duty must have been involved with that. Yeah, I think there was a Call of Duty pack. There was a Watch Dogs pack as well. Um, there's a, a dodgy story behind that. Actually, when when Watch Dogs got put back, I think we actually I ranted about this in a previous podcast. But when when Watch Dogs got put on hold, and they said they were going to release it later on, people who bought the PlayStation Four Watch Dogs combo. Would have been a bit pissed off. Well, no, rather than... Because it was a a separate game that would just be sent with it. Yeah. Sent with the console. Rather than, say, just kind of changing the order from Watch Dogs and PlayStation 4 to just a PlayStation 4, they cancelled the whole thing. Because at one point, they actually... They stopped PlayStation 4 pre-orders because there were too many pre-orders. They couldn't keep up. So if you were lucky enough to have your order cancelled, you might end up with no PlayStation at all. Yeah, you didn't. You you were basically stuffed. But the thing is, it was like, so, wait, Watch Dogs isn't coming out. The PlayStation is still going to be there. Because it's not like you were going to get an extra PlayStation in just for the game. No. So it wasn't being actually bundled in the box with it. Where is that PlayStation gone? It's not like it's just dropped off the planet. Give them the fucking PlayStation, you stupid bastards. Given, you, all you've got to do is give an option. You say, option A, you just have the PlayStation. Option B, you forget about the Watch Dogs pre-order, we substitute a different game for you. Option C, you get you pay the same price, you get the PlayStation, and then you get Watch Dogs when it comes out. Yeah, we'll you. give you like a voucher for the remainder to basically oh. put into Watch Dogs when it comes out. Yeah. That would be the smart way to do it. But, of course, no one did that. What happened with the Xbox version? Did was anything happen with that? I don't think so. But then again, at the time, no one was ordering an Xbox. 
somehow it's still selling. I don't know why. Why are you buy an years. Xbox? Yeah, but um, why are you buying Xbox? I don't know. I have to, I'm gonna have to, seriously please change the topic before I fucking go off on to right. one of these console the stuff. Here. I'm looking forward to Galactic Civilizations Three. Right, no, oh. stop. That's it. Because I wasn't. Allowed, I didn't explain Bayonetta. So you're not allowed to explain I exp- it. You explained Bayonetta. Well, I didn't. <laughs> but go on. If, if you don't let me explain it, I'll get the jingle buzz out again. Oh, fuck, go, go, go. Galactic <laughs> Civilization 3. It's, well, it's basically Gals of 2, but better. Um, that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That is the explanation right there. It's like me. Bayonetta, yeah, it's kind of like Devil May Cry, but with a chick. Yeah, <laughs> there you um, go. Gals of 2, better. So, if you don't know what it is, it's a strategy game set in the 23rd century. It's a 4X game, which I can never remember what the 4Xs mean. Uh, if, it's, if, it's a, if it's a 3x game, there's an 18 plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think yeah, it's for yeah. no. You're you basically it's quite it's it's you get you generate a randomly generated universe. So you like you, there is story modes in it, but but you generate for like what most people play it's like the skirmish mode. You like pick a size of universe, you get popular planets, and then you get a number of alien races, each of which have their own personalities. Um, you get a number of opponents. The key thing about Galactic Civilization 2 what made it stand out was the AI. The AI was amazing. You actually felt like you were dealing with proper people. It was one of the few games that actually properly used multi-threading. It used the multi-threading for the AI. So the AI would be thinking its move while you were doing yours. So when you ended turn, there was no waiting for the game to catch up with you. The AI had already thought about it because it was doing a different thread. They probably supported it. And they actually continued that the new one because the new one is going to be 64-bit only. Marvellous. Which is, to be fair, I mean, how long have we had 64-bit? Quite some time now. Yeah, about 20 minutes. Yeah. I've got things about you could design, in Gauss 2, you could design your own ships. You could, and you could create some nice little copyright infringing ones, so you could design a ship that looked like Starship Enterprise, <laughs> and infringe copyright nice and lovely there for you. You could, oh, it's so complicated, it's, it's, it's such a detailed game. <sighs> You also had the usual things like you had all these technology, you could be such different technologies, and you'd have like galaxy wide events happening, and how you pick them would make the pound up your light juice, so you get like a choice. And they all, all sort of took the piss. There's one about, um, which basically take a piss out of pocket Pokemon. Yeah, and. Not very hard just, to do. No, very hard to do, and you just had to make a choice there. It's, it's hard for me to explain. It's, it's a really in depth strategy game. I do, I do remember, do you have a memory? Do you remember. Let's go on a tangent a bit. Do you remember Sky One? Yes. For a short time, made that gaming TV show. Which oh. one? Uh, used to when we were back when we were at college, used to come on about five o'clock every day, and they had these two guys, and it was basically all and it was all about gaming, and they had like the. Um, I'd never known a game show to be about gaming. To be honest, that's best. Let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! I'll get the bells out again. No! <laughs> All about gaming, and they had like, this guy on who was like a oh, he's like he's like a hoodie, but sort of some sort of gaming. You, you remember how the old Games Master series used to be? I mean, the only thing I remember was um, Bad Influence. I think that was that was on regular yeah. TV. I don't know yeah. if that was on. Sky had this TV program, and I remember they used to get their one of the audience who skim a game to play. And what they got, they got these two, obviously, 16-year-olds who are more used to playing sort of constant first-person enemies jump out of you shooters. And they got them to play um, a young play Galsiv. Okay. And all they compla- all they said about it was it was in 2D, so therefore it was rubbish. That was their summary of the game. Not completely missing the point of the game. But okay. 
that's what you get when you get people who don't know what they're talking about. Kind of like this podcast, really. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> people who don't know what they're talking about run with a game, and yeah, it was terrible. Anyway, that was a bit of a tangent. So I don't actually remember new, any, well, new. I don't remember any kind of game TV shows. I can't remember what it was from, called. From the college times. The, the one I remember before that was Games World. Um, but yeah. that was a, a, an actual contest rather than a review show. So. Yeah. No, it was, a, it was a really crappy game show, really. Really bad presenter, too. I don't think this is really quite new. You could tell at points then they were doing their review of the game. They were saying, oh, well, I think this. And they quite clearly were reading off the cards in their hand. Well, fair enough. Yeah. But to be fair, we have a little bit of paper with us. But we, we might have to look that up, actually. Well, we'll, we'll show At some point. It. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll find it. it. And, or if any, that's what I mean. Like, this is on my excuse. Someone else, try and figure out what the fuck Nick is talking about, because I have no Please idea. tell me I'm not dreaming. <laughs> you could very well be. Have I dreamed this all up? I've been dreaming about a really bad television show on Sky <laughs> One from back in like 2000. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> please prove I'm not wrong. I'll show. This is my excuse for everything now. I just, I'll be in the show notes. Yeah, I'll, I'll be in the show notes. Forget about preference. I'll just put in the show notes. It'll be fine. Yeah, it's like everything that I fail to explain and just talk crap about, I'll just put it in the show notes. Yeah, it'll be fine. That's pretty much every time I open my mouth. <laughs> uh, major change to Calcif 3. It's now hex based instead of square based. Wow. To the flame walls. Is that, is that, um, is that important? If you're a strategy gamer, well, hex-based gaming means that you can, talk of square-based gaming, game that nerdy, yes, is if you want to move, say you want to move diagonally, you effectively have to move like one tile out and one tile up, and so yeah, it's all, it, it, it whereas, whereas hex-based you can move just diagonally, so it's more easier to sort. Of, it's more free. It's better for moving around, but yeah, it's okay. it throws a bit of. A lot of people don't like it. Same here when Civilization switched to hex based. A lot of people don't like it. Yeah. Loud. you know the people who basically you've ch- it's changed now. It sucks. Yeah. Yes, I, I I know that pretty well. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what happened. Hex based gaming. So that's what I'm looking forward to. So of course, moving to a new section now, and you know what that means Luke. <laughs> oh no! Stuff we're looking for. I oh, know we've done that one. <laughs> oh, you dare! You dare ring the bells again when you say the next goddamn thing. Uh, other news. The other day, an um, infographic was posted out as a PC gamer's response to console gamers who say. I buy consoles for the exclusives. Which I've never actually heard a console gamer say, but... I know a lot of people that do, like, you know, they'll buy a PlayStation 3 based on what, you know, how heavy the exclusives are on that system, so... Surely it's dependent not on how many there are, or more on what they are. It's, yeah, exactly, it's not really a case of how many there are, it's what they are, but say, for example, I'm not going to go out and buy an Xbox if all they've got on it's, like, Halo. Exactly. Yeah. So, if, but if they say to me, right, with, or like someone got Halo, Gears, War, and Dead or Alive, I'll be like, crap, if Dead or Alive is an Xbox exclusive, then now I'm not going to be able to play Dead or Alive unless I shell out for that system. Right. The PC games have decided to say, hey, look at all the fucking PC games we've got here, yeah. and look at all these exclusives we've got. And I looked down the list, and they're comparing them to the, to the current generation of games consoles. Yeah. So, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Wii U. Yeah. 
Note that this console generation only started around about a year ago. Yeah, I'm, I know you're going to go with so, this, because I looked at the list as well. Yeah, looking down the list, they had games like Broken Sword, which came out in like 19... Yeah, I know that as well, and they had, lots, they had lots of games on it, which basically were already out. Yeah. So it wasn't really a fair comparison. It wasn't exclusives that were coming up. They weren't... Not only were they not exclusives coming up, or out within the last year... Some of them are actually on consoles as yeah, well. I know. Broken as well. Sword is ported to fucking everything. I can get it on my phone. Uh, another game uh, is it Warframe? That's out on the PlayStation yeah. Four. I was like, I know. So, yeah. Do your fucking research, fucking. It was done oh. by somebody who just saw. I think just saw f- a file list of all the games. I mean, had games on there which were, as you say, were several years old, and it games on there which troubles. There was games there which oh crap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so congratulations pointing out the exclusives yeah, on the thing I walk, but I don't shout about that being exclusive to us please don't what was it there, there was a game that they were getting so proud that there was an exclusive I was like no it isn't it's been out on the you know on the Xbox 360 now for a couple of, I can't remember what the title was it might, yeah. it might have been Dark or something like I that I mean of course Top of List would have been Farming Simulator but fortunately they've now ported it to the consoles yeah it's now on 3DS and yeah. that but... and Xbox yeah oh, oh this is proof for you seriously this is proof for you that this is why game is going under game being a UK uh, game yeah. I think that there is it called Electronic Boutique in America that's I have no, do I even have EB games anymore I don't know fuck them anyway <laughs> friend of mine was walking through Norwich which uh I mean, Missy is in Norfolk, which is farmer country, so this might explain this. Pumpkin cancer. Yeah, he walked, <laughs> he walked past a game st- store in Norwich, and their big window at the front, you know, where they advertise like Call of Duty, new game out, or all your PS4 here, or all the big sort of launch games. They had a big A1 poster saying, now, now available on Xbox 360, Farming Simulator. Now, I'm sorry, game, there must be some people there who do enjoy, I mean, well, you're talking to one here. That's not system seller, is it? Now, let's be honest. Well, apparently, neither is Call of Fucking Duty Ghost. <laughs> no, but so. I mean, this is why game is going under. They, they, the, the manager of that store said we could put Call of Duty Ghost up, or we could put sort of maybe another console game that's come out recently that's really popular. Um, the new Super Mario 3D World. We could put the new Super Mario. 3D I say that, up. but the Wii U is tanking really hard, and everyone reckons it's going to die. We could put something like that, or we could put Farming Simulator up. We'll do the Farming Simulator. This is why gamers die. Yeah, pretty much. Sorry. Didn't Game have another store, Game Station, and then that went uh, under, but no, Game, Game Station separate. No, that was the same. They were owned by the same. Were well, they? Yeah, and then they went under, and it was great. It's amazing. Anyway, who gives a crap? Um, <laughs> so that's why gamers are going up. I'm pretty sure they were the same. Ask Lakey. He, he used to work it. He used to work at uh, Gaming Game Station. Oh. Or something along those lines. I don't give a fuck. It's high streets. We don't don't buy games from shops. No, people used to say to me, I had friends who had a couple at work who were console gamers, they used to say to me, they they all say, oh, PC is dying. Yeah, I remember that, because there were no games on the retail store shelves. Yeah, yeah, that's what he used to say to me. He said, yeah, he used to say, oh, I go into game and there's like four or five shelves of Xbox Four watch the poster, but there's one like lone solitary self PC game. I, I, I still think well, that's because I do it all digitally. Yep. And he sort of looked at me a bit Even back in the 56k yeah, days. He looked, at me, he looked at me a bit sort of blank. Oh, digital? What's this? Now yeah. consoles are finally adopting yeah. that. Yeah. I, so I said, I, yeah, go online and 
I pay for it. It's cheaper. And I even said, back then, the console games were yeah. online. Yeah, as he said. To, I said to him, we're, talk, "We're talking about Fallout Three. Isn't that a console thing? Isn't that a isn't that a we're thing on the Dreamcast? Like, never free, catch on. And he said to me, "I said to him, how much did you pay for Fallout Three? He said, "Oh, uh, for uh, forty nine ninety nine. I said, "Yeah, I paid twenty nine ninety nine on release day." There you go. And that looked at me real blankly, and I said, "Yeah." I said, uh, "It's digital." Oh, yeah, and I can install as many PC as I want. As long as I don't play at, try and play at the same time, because I was as I want. Oh, and it syncs it all between me as well. Good times. Yeah. When we go into an argument about modding. Yeah, that's not going to happen on console unless you've hacked the machine like I have. Well, <laughs> no, the argument was because PC games know what modding is. Modding means basically any game sort of adding extra bits to it so you can put like spare sniper scopes in it or yeah. make it more realistic or so forth. Console gamers come along, stole the name, and made it to refer to cheating. Okay. And basically saw the name. So we had a big argument because basically I said I've modded it. And he said, oh, you're cheating at it. I said, yeah, no. Yeah, see, I've never heard of that in, in console They all the time. They used to say um, uh, modify. It's like to wait like cheat achievements and stuff. It's called modif- modding your saves. Okay. Well, they used to go on about it all the time. Passing pass the Norfolk thing. Oh, I never used to talk like that. If I was going to if I was gonna hack a save... I'd hack a save. I would mod just, a save. They always used I'd to hack call, it. They always used to call uh, all the people I knew up that way used to call it modding. Mm. Perhaps it's perhaps it's a Norfolk thing. Maybe I don't know. Perhaps down here a bit more sensible and kept separate names for the things because we were our game was a bit more sensible. Well, no, because that, but that's the thing. Though, because if, if someone said now. to me, if someone said to me, you know, we're going to mod a console game, then I would have assumed that they'd have got a, a modified Xbox or. Um, you yeah. know, a PlayStation console, like what we used to do, and we'd put in extra skins into the game and, and stuff like that. So we'd put in um, texture packs and stuff. Yeah. Uh, build our own maps and all oh. that. But Perhaps it was a, perhaps it was a Norfolk thing. Fucking stupid Norfolk. Hey, Luke's is handy now. I'm safe. Look, I'm dying here. I'm fucking dying. You're ringing jingly bells. I can't think of what the hell's going on right now, so why not? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, right, next news story. That's why I'm so angry and why I can't think stress. All this Christmas crap. That and the town almost flooded. Do, do do yeah, that was great. Actually, I got an evacuation notice. And nothing happened. Yeah, I got fired. Down my road, I got the evacuation notice. People across me didn't. Right, can I just say, right? Everyone was like, oh my god, the town's flooded, the high street's flooded. It wasn't really flooded. I was like, let's put it this way there's like an inch and a half of water. It uh, didn't come right. from over the sea defences. It didn't come from over the fucking right. bridge. What was it? It was sewer fucking water. We always said the town was full of shit. <clears throat> Moving on. There you are. Ram over. That's over. <laughs> Happy? You want to ask your next news story? Yeah, I've, I've thought, I, this I, is the... Like, I had no idea. Is my, se- my section was games I've been playing. This is really Luke's section now, because he's got so much it stuff It is, because... Here. Well, it's because I couldn't really think of anything I was looking forward to. When we said Bayonetta 2, that literally only popped up, because Bayonetta 2 was advertised on the 3DS when I was looking at it. <laughs> I was like, Ooh. Oh, no, our secrets have been revealed. <laughs> I completely... We this, made this up on the fly. Seriously. Yeah, <laughs> none of this is actually scripted or anything. We've just made, like, notes. Now, there's one... There's one article that I'll come back to in a minute, because it's a pretty hardcore one and everyone's going to scream so nothing we say here is fact okay it's all wrong just give up we're just making stuff up as we go along right I don't even own a PC no (laughs) I mean we don't play games or anything this is all fake it's all fake I just plagiarise all my reviews off somebody else I mean you think (laughs) you can hear a PC fan that you won't hear after I edit it but little do you know I can't even edit 
No, it's we're not even order. recording this. No, we're not. We have no yeah. idea what's and going on. I was killed on the way down here today. Yeah. yeah. By some deranged guy with a petrol can and a yeah. shovel. Exactly. <laughs> Who pissed on you. Exactly. <sighs> no. I love that game. We've got off topic again. <laughs> it's all that festive stuff. Everyone's too happy. I'll get the bells out again if you don't care. No! No! This is an excellent threat, really. I'm going to bring bells onto every podcast. I, to, I, will, I will seriously kill myself if, that, if, I, if this podcast ever stops. It's probably because I've died, killed myself, or killed him because he keeps ringing jingly bells. Don't you dare! <laughs> yeah. I'll stop the podcast! <laughs> <laughs> I will! Uh, uh, Fucking people. Right, the Ouya. Ouya! Yes, let's talk about the Ouya. <laughs> the console that we damn... Well, we damn. I damn. <laughs> I damn a hell of a lot. Now, there was a, an update. They This was because I typed this out a while back when they actually announced that the update was possibly coming. Saying that there was a beta going through to actually make the console useful, in my opinion. I can say the update has actually come. It worked, kind of, to start with. The update broke the update, the auto-update thing, so you had to manually update to get an update Excellent. to fix that, and Excellent. then there was another one because something else broke, which Excellent. came out today. So well tested, this update. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty good. I, actually, to be honest with you, I can't fault them on it, because it, it, when I got it, it worked pretty well other than that minor fault. And when the auto-update thing broke, they did actually send an email to the people that were affected. Me. Just <laughs> you. <laughs> well, me and a Dear couple. Luke... Yeah, pretty much. We've my noticed, name on. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, mate. Your console's been buggered by us. We've noted. We've because you've been rude about us in several podcasts. We've noticed that your con- that your console is completely fucked. Here, have a patch to fix it. Although, in that, with that being said, my friend Divine also has a new year. He bought it from retail. The second he turns it on, the fans ramp up and it bakes. You touch it, he will burn himself. That's good. Yeah, it's it's insane. I can leave mine on all the time, which I have right now. It's on. You can't hear it. Here's the fans just kick up like crazy. It's insane. Anyway, what the update actually did, it was a change in UI, which wasn't really much of a change from what I could really see. But it also finally allowed for external fucking storage, which is a default thing in Android because the UU is an Android console. We, we have a, a USB port on the back that did pretty much fuck all. Wasn't the, it had a purpose to it? Not really. There, was, there wasn't really much you could do with it other than like maybe plug in a mouse or a keyboard. But there was only one, so you could have a mouse or a keyboard. Handy. That was, I mean, that was absolutely fucking brilliant. Another well thought out you designed there. It, so great. Actually, there's, a, there's something else I have, to quickly, I have to go into in a little bit about that. Or about the Ouya and the design. So, right. The Ouya has 8 gigs of onboard storage. After all, the updates obviously have to be installed on the onboard storage, so they're taking up some of that space every time they update, and there have been quite a few updates. Fewer and fewer games can actually be installed on the system. It starts to get to the point where you, you might find a couple of golden games, which I have, if I had to be honest. I've gone back and played a few games through that I damned instantly before. They were actually pretty fun, and they were pretty cheap. But you'd always be, you'd be like, right, okay, time to try this. Oh, my is full. I can't install it. What am I going to delete? It could be a pretty good, pretty big game. The Ouya's Wi-Fi is pretty turd. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sat about a foot and a half away from my Wi-Fi and it barely reaches the Ouya. So, that could it could take a while to reinstall the games. You don't, you shouldn't have to fuck around reinstalling. No. Particularly, I'm most interested if you delete... There's no, is there any cloud storage? So, if you delete your game, it, it the will, saves... It, get well, kept. the saves will go. 
So yeah, you lose your saves then. Yeah, so. but um, you will remember that you've purchased it. Thank yeah. fuck. If you've purchased, <laughs> but not many people buy Uyu games from what from what I've heard. I've bought a few. My son has bought one that I didn't realise he'd bought until I got the email through saying he'd bought it. <laughs> that was nice. Was it a good game or uh, Sonic Four? But my kids are quite big fans of Sonic, Sonic. so and it was only six dollars, so I couldn't really complain. I wanted to cry at first. I was like, "What do you mean I bought a new game?" No. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so it has 8 gigs of internal storage. That is not enough space for anything. Some of the games take up over a gig. Whoa. Yeah. Um, I thought look, the whole point of Android is all meant to be all Order and Chaos Online, Online is, an, is an MMO, and that takes up a gig. That takes up a full gig. I think Cave Story, which is on Steam, is now on the Ouya. Pierce Siler HD is coming out. There's some games that, you know, uh, half a gig to a gig. Some of them are a gig and a half. Some games are pretty damn big, and you just can't install them on the internal storage. Now you can basically plug a USB stick or USB drive into the back of the UEA, and you've got expandable storage. Can you plug your game stick into the back of it? That would be kind of <laughs> funny if I could. Shamefully, I can't. The UEA is actually now quite useful, now that you've got the expandable storage. I bought a, I bought a 16-gig USB like pen drive just for the UEA. To be fair, they're not very expensive. No, they're not, but... I mean, I actually use the UU now. So now I can actually put... Because it has emulators on the store. So here's the thing, right? You you get you buy an UU, you put emulators on it, you put a couple of ROMs on it, you're out of space. Because you can't have UU games and fucking ROMs and emulators on it because you'll run out of space like that. Yeah. So, but now you've got external storage, you can actually put fucking games on it. It's insane. It's insane. You can play games on it. And so now we actually do play games on it. So has the UU gone from a... Fool's Errand, actually something you would consider recommending to people, or um, would they try? It's worth a try. At the current price, uh, no. No. N- just not for would a, for you basically... still say, uh, buy a game stick instead? Actually, no, because the games are trickling out so slow for the, for the game sticks, just, there's, where are they? Where are the games? Uh, just, I mean, they're now talking about releasing Prince of Persia. Where are the rest of the games? I know it's only been out for a little while, but guys, it's an Android console. There are thousands of games on Android. Where the fuck are the games? It's not not like an Xbox One or a PS4 or a Wii U where the games haven't already been coded in some form or another. Obviously, I mean, if you have an Android phone, you could go, there's an Android app store you go on and you buy the stuff. So why on these... Why isn't you? Why isn't the game store just linked up to the Android store? Uh, they can't because it's licensed by Google. But they ain't got a license. Yeah, they haven't got a license for it. But I mean, what the thing is, the 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 development kit, the the you know the ODK for the Ouya and whatever the game sticks one is, it's fucking free to download. So you just literally just take your code, you put in whatever you need to get it to work with a control pad, which should be a lot really anyway because it's it's already on Android. So because a should... lot, well, a lot of games on Android actually support Bluetooth control pads. Yeah. So, why not just include the instruction set for the Ouya control pad and the game stick? Yeah, well, presumably the Android, the I've not I've not done any programming about Android configuration, so I'm assuming that there are default functions built in, a bit like with Unity, and a bit like with see, there's default functions where it recognises like an up movement. Mm-hmm. Say so that if you have one game, it can work on many devices because that device just gives it an up movement. Yeah. Say, so surely you seem to you wouldn't necessarily have to even do that if the EU programmers 
have made sure that your game controller says this talks the same language when it communicates with the UYA, realistically all they should have to do is release it. Yep. But with the UYA, there's a lot of games coming out for the UYA. I mean, you know, games come out quite often, but is it for because the, the EU got there a bit first? Because the EU was first, wasn't it, before games you got sort of known before games it did or not? But they're both Android consoles. So it should matter. There right? are so many games on the Android devices now. Why are there not... I mean, I, I actually spoke to the guys of GameStop and I was like, where are the games? It's like, oh yeah, there's an update coming soon. Where are the games? Well, we've, had a, we've had a couple of decent games trickle out, but... Now we're, I'm starting to run out of games. <laughs> so, do you think it's going to be one of those things where we're going to have to wait like a year and have a look back and say, where are we now? And see if these things have improved. Yeah, I would like to come back to it at a later date and say, uh, like, oh right, now they've finally thrown out tons of games because the thing with the game stick is that they straight away out of the box they said. Right, we've got a dock for you. You can plug in all these extra devices. Uh, you've got expandable memory on it, expandable storage right out of the box. But there's no fucking games. The Uya, on the other hand, had no expandable storage on launch, but tons of shitty games. Oh, for God's sake. My mind has just kind of popped. But the the update for the Uya has made it somewhat useful. I mean, if you just want to use it as a Roman emulator box. Somewhat useful. There's a ring endorsement for you. It's yeah. made The update's made it somewhat useful. Well, I wouldn't say it's worth £100, and the control pad is still crap. No. But... I mean, the fact that now you can install your ROMs and emulators, you can just whap your ROMs and emulators or your actual ROM files, PlayStation 1 emulator on there. You know, just, uh, you can put your full-blown ISOs onto a memory stick. Job done, because I mean, they're 600 megapot. You can do it, you can do it now, yay! Yeah. You can, you can play games, you can watch films on there, because XBMC and all that is on there as well, so. You you can you can actually use the UBI now. It's not limited by the storage, which was a huge thing for me. That annoyed the hell out of me because I had found some good games on it. Yeah, but you were being stifled neon, by this lack of storage. Neon Shadow, Order and Chaos, uh, Polarity, Saturday Morning RPG, which I slammed the fuck out of when I first played it, but um, I actually quite like it this time around. And a couple of other games. Oh my gods! Pretty good. Yeah. Right. And another story. Let's just move on because I'm gonna I'm gonna be ranting all day about that. The uh, the PS4 is finally launched in the UK. Hey, does anyone actually care? I'm curious. I don't. I'm a PC gamer. Right. Well, I still I looked, don't. I looked. I thought, yeah, my PC's better. Apparently, the Xbox One and the PlayStation Four have been plagued with problems on launch. Who'd have guessed? Uh, right. So I still don't want one, but Inky has said that uh, we should go halves kind of around February, because Final Fantasy XIV is coming out on the PS4, and Square are giving people the an upgrade code if they own the PlayStation 3 version, which we do, because obviously the, the game came out on PlayStation 3 so late in the life of the system, they've just said, fuck it, have a, have a free update. So we, we might so, get a PlayStation 4, but... Bear in mind that you mentioned a few podcasts about that, the odds are the games on the PS4 are going to be dearer, they the could office. be. So you're probably better off now getting a Final Fantasy XIV for the PS3. You could do if it wasn't so limited by the hardware. But what I'm saying is get it for the PS3 so you then get the upgrade code and you probably cost you less. Hmm. That's fair. I mean, 
I can't see Square charging a small fortune for for an MMO, especially when it's so cheap on PC, it's so cheap on PlayStation Three. I mean, they're practically just fucking. You could give them pocket lint, and they would give you the game. So, uh, I really don't think they're going to complain either way. It's not going to cost you that much. It's an MMO. They can't charge so much for an MMO because it requires a subscription to play. Yeah. But yeah, just they're going to give us an upgrade. I wonder how the um, licensing works for MMOs on consoles. Because obviously, if you when you buy a game on a console, the reason they're so expensive is the fact that some of your money has to go into the back pocket of Sony or Microsoft. Mm. Do you think they get a share of the subscription fee? Um, no. If it was on the Xbox, almost certainly, yes, they would. Because I've played MMOs on the Xbox, and you can only usually buy them if you've got Xbox Live Gold, which yeah. is a subscription service. The game wouldn't even... Example. But from from the subscription of the game, the actual game subscription, they wouldn't... Well, they wouldn't even let you play it. No, without. what I'm saying is that the, the Microsoft get, they get their money through the Xbox Live Gold, they don't actually get anything from the subscription fee directly. No, but then, as I just said, you can't actually play the MMO, not without a game subscription, Without a gold subscription, no. so if you don't pay the double dip, but to be fair, a lot of gamers have gold anyway to play multiplayer games anyway. I never did. You I know. did for a while, but I refused to start paying Microsoft. They charge you got double dipped on Netflix, you got double dipped on MMOs, and tons of other services. There was no, just it wasn't worth paying Microsoft in there. It just seemed like they were so greedy. Well, now you got a lot of thoughts that with PlayStation Four as well. Yep, but that's the thing. I pay for PlayStation Plus. I pay a subscription to Sony already for the PlayStation 3. Because they give me games. And the games are a higher value than the PlayStation Plus. They give you, I think it's something like £200 worth of games a year or something like that. And I pay £40 a year for PlayStation Plus. Well, that's a fair deal. Yeah. If they're games you want to have, but that's a fair deal. There have been some pretty good games. Um, but whatever. But yeah, I'm still not interested in the PlayStation 4. We might get one. I'm not really all that sure. Yeah. To be honest, nothing really... There is still nothing that screams out to me about those two sessions that makes me want to go out and buy the damn things. Just think he wants to play Final Fantasy fourteen, even though she hasn't played it in the last month. I was looking at... My sister come through and asked about the PS4. I said, I'll get a picture of it for you. Showed a picture of it. She, she looked at this sort of sleek, glossy angle boxes. Oh, it looks just like a PS2. I said, in what way? In the way that it's a black box with a CD drive in it. Yes. Yeah. And it has so, a control so I then showed I opened up a PS2 and said, do you think these are the same? No, no. So, 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 you could make the same argument with any sort of DVD player or free or, or, or Skybox or anything really. So. Marvellous. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing it doesn't look like is an Xbox 360 because that looks like a bar of soap that's been worn in the wrong place. Yes, <laughs> yes it does. <laughs> I hate the Xbox so much. It doesn't look like a camera slider. No, that's true. It doesn't look like. It doesn't sound like. Cursed <laughs> oh. <laughs> bells. You walked into that one. Um, you've, you put down here... I have. You're really detailed ones. I just put John Carmack as resigned from ID. Go on then. John Carmack's resigned from ID. There we go. Uh, wow, that was a brilliant one. <laughs> was. John Carmack, ID Software. If I said to you, Doom, I said to you, 
Rage. Well, Rage, that's a bit of a black mark. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> Well, to be honest, I forgot all the other, the other oh team games they played. Uh, didn't they do... Uh, um, Unreal Tournament was the one there? No, that was, that was epic. Didn't they do uh, Wolfenstein? Yes, Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein, yeah, Wolfenstein Doom. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> um, they're doing good They're a really famous company. They're the company that made Doom. <laughs> they didn't do Quake, did they? Did they do Quake? I have no idea. They did... They did do Quake, didn't they? Cause, I don't know. You've just gone and... It was Quake and Unreal. I should research. You've gone, <laughs> you've gone and said that... Um, you've gone and said the company now, and obviously I had a brain fire. As soon as you started reeling off games, or I was like, Doom and Rage, I was like, uh? <laughs> I'm sure they were famous for something else. What was it? <sighs> yeah. I'm so, going to... Right, that's it. Clickety-clack time. <laughs> so, we'll get back. Just bear ever since this. We'll get oh back Oh, my God. Go. Right, quick, quick. Oh. I love the way that Doom and Rage were the only two games that came up in Google searches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Google prediction. Oh, uh, right, quick. Yes, okay. I did do Quake. They did Wolfenstein. We did get more. And Commander Keen. Uh, I never played that. <laughs> uh. is, there, is there anything else? Uh, no. no. Oh, that's wrong. I think that's if you go back up. Will you stop reading I wish, shit? Oh, original words, yeah. Well, John Car- Carmack, okay. John Carmack. You were going to start complaining, but please don't tell me you are going to start complaining about John Romero, right then? No. Everyone else would, but... I know. <laughs> oh, John Romero's been sort of been to death with a sort of wet dick, hasn't he, really, to be fair, so I'll leave him alone. That's what he gets for being so shit. So, John Carmack, who basically, for many people, was id software. I don't care. <laughs> no, but for many people, that's who he was. You know, he did, he's sort of a head programmer, he did a lot of the graphic engines, he's done a lot of work on ID Tech 4, 4, 5, 3, 2, and 1, Unreal, and not Unreal. That's what, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know. I'm it's, the one that's supposed well, to talk crap, not you. It's half past one in the morning. Be this nice. is... Look, I've, been up, I've been up since 8 o'clock, being my house is We're going to get sacked. We're not even sticking to the script. I According to the right. script, I'm the idiot. <laughs> You're the smart one. You can't even keep to that, man. Christ, the editors are going to cut us out. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'm right, I'll speak to the editor. He's next to me. Uh, <laughs> um, I never noticed. <laughs> so, yeah, found it, but he's resigned to go work full... He's going to work as the chief technology officer for Oculus VR, makers of the Oculus Rift. We already knew that was going to happen. We all knew it was going to happen, but now it's been made official. whoop de piss So... There are. Eat software, no John Carmack, or probably die now. Yeah, we can only hope. Aww. Well, what have they fucking done? Doom, Quake, Rage, and Wolfenstein. And Commander King. Doom 2, Doom 3 was alright as long as you used the Last Man Standing mod. I hated hated Doom 3 entirely. Oh no, the game was crap. The story was crap, but Last Man Standing was brilliant. The whole thing about Doom 3 was crap. I don't know, everybody loved Doom 3. It was terrible. They hated it. Everyone hated it. All the reviews I read about it. Everyone, you read reviews. That's your problem. You read reviews that people are paid to say something's good. That's a terrible game was Doom 3. The game itself was crap, but when you installed LMS, it was fucking hilarious. The fact that the game was so broken when there were two people running around the campaign mode. Amazing! Uh, Just just saying. (laughs) Craig was alright. Well, one or two were. Right, see, we say that. Oi! You said quick one. What about fucking three arena? You I did not. Bitch? I hated arena. I oh, hated you suck. Go, go jump off a bridge. I hated arena. See, now we're follow- we're going back to the script. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. no, arena was one of the fucking best quake games. No, I disagree entirely. I absolutely no. distasted arena. Why? It just well, I bought it thinking it's gonna be another sort of 
single-player Quake game. And yeah, it wasn't. See, well, that's why you hate it. Well, yeah, because it wasn't... Because it, it was wasn't an arena Quake, shooter. It wasn't a Quake game. That's why... It, Quake should, 3, well, they Arena... Called, well, they should have called it Quake 3, they should have called it Quake Arena, because Quake 3 implies a sequel. It wasn't a sequel, it was a different, it was a different game. Boo-hoo. So, Quake Boo-hoo. 3, terrible. Boo-hoo. Yeah. Wolfenstein, I've played uh, Wolfenstein, Enemy Territory... Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein 3D, Return of Castle, Wolfenstein, you. That yeah. game sucks. Doom. Rage, I keep meaning to buy but never have. So, Doom, that's, that's alright. Did they make a Doom 4? No, it was no Doom 4's in production. Quake that got a Quake 4. Doom 4's in production at the moment. Quake 4 was one where you got turned to a strog, wasn't it? Yes. Actually, Doom. I don't believe I, I actually. I, I was going to say, I don't actually believe that I managed to play that game through without killing anyone. Yeah. Doom Four is in production. In fact, they are. They that's the one they sort of. That's one they all. Whenever you do the when they first the Oculus Rift sort of demos because they did Doom Three BFG edition for yeah. the Oculus Rift, didn't they? Yeah. So Doom Four is in production supposedly. Never ever played a Commander King game in my life. I can't, I think I played one, maybe. I can't remember. This was like the old school days, really old. What was Commander King? Remind me. I played a side scroller. Yeah. I'm probably completely wrong, but I can't remember. Wikipedia, Wikipedia. Uh, yeah, platformer. Yeah, 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 platformer, okay. See? Side scrolling games for DOS. Wow. Whoop the feckin' new. So, yeah, he's left. Uh, in fact, he's the second high level um, chap to have left um, do um, ID. To leave Doom. <laughs> to have left ID. Doom. Look. But I'm going to like to say again, last night I was up to half past 11 waiting for the floods to hit my house. <laughs> this morning I woke up at 7, felt the floor see if it was wet, and it wasn't luckily dry. I've been at work all day, it's now 20 past 1, my brain's frazzled. That's why I'm getting it all mixed up. And I have no excuse really other than I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Because, um, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Do you want to go on to your last story, or are you ignoring that for the time? Uh, no, I, I would like to talk about it. So, NVIDIA claims that unlike previous console generations, they will not, the current generation consoles will no longer be able to compete with PC graphics due to massive R&D funding by NVIDIA, AMD, stricter size, and uh, power, power requirements. My counterpoint to that is... For a long time, consoles have never been able to compete PCs anyway because PCs slept from early. I've just said the game companies never made the games. Well, no, but like initially, when you looked at stuff like the Xbox 360, when it first came out, they had some pretty hardcore tech Yeah. in those boxes. For what, a year? Yeah, but that's the thing. PCs, you upgrade components whenever you feel like the console you're not supposed to. So, But what they're saying is that right now... They the don't. console has literally only just come out and they're already maxing it out because they're being told, look, you can't put the, p- the components in that require that much power. It's got like a set power draw and all that kind of crap. You can't compete, guys. <laughs> just saying, your, fucking, yeah. your consoles are crap. But the trouble you'll get is, is that what bit I have with the people, which is bit I have in the past, that they tend to make the games for the consoles maxing out and they won't make that extra graphical leap you need to get the better quality graphics. They won't put it in there for the PC gamers. I've no, 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 But way go- back when, you have to think that PC games were ported from console versions. Yeah, that's so the you know, But that's not going to be the case anymore because they're x86 machines. Yeah. They're AMD chips. Wow. The fucking, what excuse do they have? 
what they're doing is cutting chunks out of the PC version now. So, like, alright, here's the PC version, all shiny, fucking... Like, 1080p, 4K soon. Woohoo! Hey. 4K, whoopie piss. And then they'll be like, shit, the PlayStation 4 and the, X the Xbox One. It just... Uh, they, they start doing that builder thing, like, ah, well... And you know it's going to be expensive for you when they start doing that. Like, ah, what are we going to have to cut out? And if it's anything like what they do with the Wii U, ah, oh, fuck, let's cut out multiplayer. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, he plays multiplayer. Yeah, well, apparently the Wii U doesn't have a multiplayer base, so they're not going to put multiplayer in the games. Hmm. Well, it isn't. It? Yeah, well, you, if you don't put multiplayer in the games, then of course it's not going to have a yeah. an online multiplayer. So I think it's called a self-fulfilling prophecy. And they're they're talking shit to justify the, their excuses for not putting games on the we Wii U. We can't program multiplayer mode. <laughs> it's just that that's one of the things I constantly rage about. And people who keep saying that the Wii U isn't next-gen. You don't understand the definition of generation. You just don't. I'm sorry. It's the eighth generation of gaming. It's the eighth Nintendo system, I believe. Probably wrong. Could be the ninth. Who knows? Ah! Nintendo is so far ahead, they're on the twelfth generation. I was thinking about your, what you said about generations, actually, the other day. I was thinking about what I would define as generation. Hmm. And to me, generation started when the first sort of range of mainstream consoles came out, so back to the tower days. Mm. When they reached their still their second generation. Mm. If somebody released their console in that generation, to me that was still the second generation. It may be their first one, but it would be their second generation, do you see what I mean? So Xbox we call we most although it's the first It's the Xbox, first generation of Xbox, it's actually part of like the fifth gen sixth yeah, generation fifth or sixth of generation consoles. Of, yeah. So when you say sixth generation consoles I would include the Xbox in yeah, there. Yeah, it is, because um, the Xbox One is part of Generation 8. Yeah, that's what I... After I saw 4, that would be my definition of Generation. Yeah, but the trouble is they're saying, people are still saying that because the Wii U isn't as powerful as a PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, it's not part of this that's, generation. That's what so, like saying, that because the X, I think the PlayStation 4 is slightly more powerful than the Xbox, is it not? So I believe mm -hmm. that's what's saying that the Xbox then is not... Class, well, you can't cross the Xbox same so generation. There was another argument that came up the other day. I was just, you know, cruising the net, and this guy said that he went out and bought a Wii U over the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4. A load of people started trolling him, saying, Man, the Wii U selling like shit. That's a shit console. You should have bought a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox One. So, I, I kind of just, you know, being the nice guy that I am, I, I never get angry with anyone at all. No, of course not. And, you know, I was just like, you know, telling people that, you know, Sales figures mean something is, you know, good or bad. That's, that's, that's kind of, uh, it's a bit thick, really, isn't it? Because what console outsold everything last generation? Oh, yeah, it was the Nintendo Wii, the, the, uh, the system that was, you know, least powerful. I bet you called that console shit, even though it sold more than everything else. So your argument's kind of, um, you know, invalid, really. I love when you talk about doing something because your voice changes. Yeah, you, know, you, you start mimicking people. You know? <laughs> that just pisses me you off. God, sales figures don't mean that it's it does just because it sold more doesn't yeah. make it the best. No, you know it they've they've said that there's, there's there are so many things out there that have been like you know more advanced. There, look at the Game Boy, all the way back to the Game Boy. The competitors, the guys against the Game Boy. Were more powerful. They were superior systems, but the Game Boy still outsold them. 
Doesn't make it. The thing is, when it comes to what you buy, it really comes to what are you trying to get out of your console. First of all, you've got you've got. First of all, you need to. What you've got discount is the diehards. There are people who are diehard Xboxes, diehard PS4, PSs. They will not buy. They will not buy. No matter if if an Xbox, if an PS4, PS came out, that was in many ways brilliant. You know, it outstrips, say, an Xbox in every conceivable way. Xboxes would still buy an Xbox, and that would be still be the best console out there. Yeah, that's their mindset. You get rid of them. You've then got the people who will then make the decision based on basically what they want to do with the console. If you want the shiniest graphics, yeah, you probably would go for the PS4 because it's the most powerful system. Yep. If you want perhaps trying to get more unique, cheaper games, then you probably would be the Wii U. Oh, hell yeah, right now. If you want a ton of games, get a Wii U. You can buy you know exactly. games for £15 right now on the exactly. Wii U. Exactly. That's what you get if you want sort of... and. It's what you want from a console. Yep. You know, this one, this is, in some ways, one of the being a PC here. So your PC is everything. Mm-hmm. You know, you can sort of customize the hardware to be a certain job. But fortunately, if you say you're into, say, like, I don't know, video editing or photo editing, fortunately, not the hardware you need for that is also the same hardware you need for gaming. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. it's what you want from a console. Just saying someone's wrong because they've bought a. It's a preference. It's a preference. And just because someone doesn't like the same thing you do doesn't necessarily mean Which that is something that a lot of people just don't seem to quite understand these days. Shamefully, shamefully. I mean, I own two Wii U's, two PlayStation 3's, a box full of Xbox 360's. <laughs> do they keep red ringing? <laughs> yeah, they do, actually. We've got two dead. No, we have four, sorry. My son has one and I have one. I keep forgetting that. My, my little man has one. <laughs> but, um, you know, there is nothing wrong with the Wii U. Yeah. So it's not it's not as powerful, but the games are just as fun. Yeah. They play just as well. And people keep also bringing out that, oh, but the Wii U has no third-party support. Neither did the Super Nintendo. Just just saying, guys, you know, some of the companies were like, hey, fuck, we're not going to publish for you guys way back when. This has happened before. Yeah. They're still here. Just, just saying, you know, pull things out of your asses. Buy what you like. And what I always like to say to people when someone says, oh, yeah, well, you get all the top-notch games like, you know, I like for the graphics like with Call of Duty. Well, not being funny, Call of Duty is using an engine that's 15 years old. I think it's Quake Quake. Was it 15 years when Quake 2 came out? Or was it older than that, I think? Uh, yeah, they ain't using the Quake 2 engine. Are they not anymore? No. It was, I think it was Arena's engine. Oh, I always thought it was Quake 2 engine they were using. Unless Arena was using the Quake 2 engine modified. I have no idea. I don't even fucking no. care. All I know is that all the tricks you could use in Arena, you could use in Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Oh. So. That makes sense. Whoa. Quake engine. Fuck off, Call of Duty. You ruin everything, you piece of shit. Uh, uh, <sighs> you know, it's another section, Luke. You know what that means. <laughs> I can't wait for Christmas to be over. I really do. Flashback. Flashback. Thunder tits. Yes! <laughs> I thought I'd show you. Right? I can't wait for them games to come out on the video. I really can't. Once again, you've got a very he- fairly heavy flashback section. Flashback section, so I'll let you lead on this. Righto. So, last podcast, Thorny said he asked if. Um, Millennium Soldier Expendable was um, part of the same series. Yeah, he, he wanted to know if it was um, Millennium Soldier Expendable Rearmed or whatever it was on the game stick. 
yes, it is pretty much the same game from what I understand. Thorny said that he wasn't entirely sure whether Payday 2 had dedicated servers. Yeah. It doesn't. Oh dear. So just throwing that out there. We also mentioned the um, that the Dreamcast was running uh, Windows CE as its OS. It doesn't. An optimized version of Windows CE is actually included on a Dreamcast GD-ROM for basically games that kind of want to use the features of it. So it's actually right on the disk. So developers can actually include features. If, like, say, it was updated, the features that they wanted to use would be that would be the stuff that was put into the thing. So rather than having to update the OS on the on the system, it would all be included on the on the uh, on the disk, I suppose. So all the newest features and performance enhancements would be included on the disk. So you wouldn't have to say like, "Oh, look, here's Windows CE. Oh crap, my Windows CE disk is out of date." So when now you I say when you say which is so. You mean it was using its um, common language one time, but what we have now, or what is now .NET, it was using that rather than using it as an operating system. It wasn't using C as an operating system on the actual console itself. No, it's just using its its um, common language system to get to get functions. Out I of guess. It. Um, I can't actually remember. I can't remember if they said they was using DirectX as well on there, which actually terrified me. Well, it makes sense if you, because obviously, um, what it's it's, I'm trying to get sort of remember what C was using. I think C was using the, what they call the common language runtime. Mm. That's now .NET, uh, which is basically a preset set of existing commands and functions built yeah. into the operating system that any program can use. Mm, but not every game used them. Yeah. So basically, if the game was built around those functions then bam it was on the disc if not then but yeah so it wasn't actually on the system I just wanted to oh, kind of okay. check that out and put that in there just so just in case people because when Thorny initially said hey you know Windows C is actually on the system I was like really? I wasn't entirely I didn't I was a bit shocked no. about that so no it's not no it's not <laughs> I can see where the confusion came from yeah it was just well it's on the front of the console but I always I always remember hearing that there was an actual separate disc yeah for Windows CE, but it turns out that it was actually just embedded on. It seems, in some ways, odd to me, because if I was doing it, mm. I would have made, rather than having to have an operating system on the console and then another operating system on the CD, mm. I would have made it so that the console had the operating system on it, based on it. Kind of, kind of like um, okay. modern systems, yeah. Yep. And then when you put the CD in, if the CD had a more up-to-date version. It would update the, the console. System. So your console would have to update itself, the CD would do it for it, but the CD would only then have to carry... But then the that would have meant that they'd have had to have put on some kind of, you know, expandable storage in the Dreamcast, really. You know, there would have had to have been actual space on the Dreamcast for you to write shit yeah. to. And this is a console from way back when. Yeah, I suppose. You know, 1999. Expand- no. Like no, they they were used no. to sticking cartridges in the back if you wanted expandable memory and stuff like that. You just no, no, no. Oh, well, fair enough. But uh, <laughs> that, would, that would no. I'm <laughs> just saying no. Fair enough. Because I mean, a GD ROM was a gig, so that's if there's new features, just bung it on the disc. The Dreamcast made enough noise as is, so why not? Uh, what else was there that we mentioned last last time? That's oh, that was it. I mentioned that. Facebook required you to have a Facebook account to log in. What I meant to say was Netflix um, in some form or another. But then I kind of threw in there that I could be wrong. 
you've chimed in and said that you didn't need a Facebook account, but you can link it to Netflix. Yes, annoyingly links it to it. Yeah, uh, I just I just remember the first time when Netflix got launched in the UK. I went to Netflix.co.uk and it said, "Hey, I'm logging me Facebook account." The second I see that, I don't even bother. If it's in small print, if not, then sign in with a username. Fuck it, I don't want to know. I will not sign into a website if it requires Facebook. Ever. If it asks me to link with Facebook, no, whatever. So basically, I kind of fucked up and I kind of didn't. It threw it right into your face to say if you wanted to. Small print, don't. Because they want to obviously kind of tie you in to share everything. Yeah. Which they do, because Spotify is one of the ones that they change so that you now have to have a Facebook account to use Spotify. If it requires you to use a, a, a fa- Facebook account, no. I have enough trouble using my Google account for stuff. Trying to pull away from Google services is just like, just internet suicide, really. It's just not happening. Bastards. My only bit of flashback I've got is I finished Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Uh, How long did it take? Nine mm. hours. Not bad. That's How much was it? In comparison uh, to the other two? I got half price, but it's normally eleven ninety nine. And what was the other um, DLC we mentioned before? Uh, uh, for Bioshock? Uh, let's see. That's three hours for the same price. Yeah, I can understand now why you're complaining a little bit, I suppose. And we say that Blood Dragon is in many ways a lot standalone and very different. Hmm. You know, Bioshock, Rapture, Barrel Sea, yes, it's by Rapture, but basically all we've done had to do is make new art assets for it. Yeah. It's otherwise, and a few sort of reskins, otherwise it is basically Bioshock Infinite. Blood Dragon, they have not had to make new assets for it, they've also had to reskin lots of stuff, and they've, they've completely changed how the game works to make it make sense. Even the cutscenes are different and all that sort of thing. So, I personally, that's, that is, for eleven ninety nine, that's good value for money in my book. That's very good value for money in my book. Yeah, yeah, um, I'll give you that. Yeah, so I know someone said to me that you said to me that apparently you heard that you could do it in two hours. I think you probably could if you just did the story missions and ignored everything else. But then, really, your the funnest part of the game isn't the story missions. You know, the funnest part is all the camps and liberated out there. That you can do on the outside. That's yeah. that's all the fun stuff. So. You're missing if you want to blast through it, you can blast through a campaign. Yeah. And it's the same people who complained that you could do Dishonored in four hours. Well, yeah, you can if you if you just run in and kill everybody and do it. Mm-hmm. But you sort of missed the point. Yeah. It's meant to be a game about sort of exploring and... Yeah. So, yeah. Trouble yeah. is, though, gamers these days don't really have a lot of time unless, you know, they're the kind of guys that live in their parents' basements and stuff. I disagree, because I don't have a lot of time to play games, but I like to enjoy the game. Mm-hmm. And rushing through it, I wouldn't enjoy it. No, it's more a case of the story mode is so short because gamers don't tend to have yeah. a lot of time. They try to put as much as they can into a short... And then the exploration stuff. Seriously, a lot of the time when I play games, once I've done the story, I don't bother with side quests or the extra stuff. You see, on the opposite, I won't do the story until I've done all the side quests I can. I do as many side quests as I physically can until the point where I have to do the story to move on. To, you know... yeah. You know, I no, I get it, I get it. It's just, you know, I've got a I don't wife, feel two I'm, kids, I don't... and I just don't have time to fuck no. around. Once I finish the game story, if I'm if I'm satisfied with the story, I can move on. Yeah. Because I've got, I've, seriously, I've got a shrink wrap pile going all the way back to, like, Super Nintendo right now. Yeah. So I still have games I have not played from yeah. all that time back. And I'm still buying games. I will never finish them. <laughs> no, you won't. 
<sighs> uh, is that seriously? Was that all the flashback? That is actually flashback. Wow. Wow. I know. Usually we saw her a bit longer. Really, that is flashback. We did kind of cover a fair bit there. But... We did. We're getting too informative now, so we're not rambling that we used to. Oh man, we better we better spare ramble. So, Luke, do you like apples or oranges? You know, that's a bit of a toss-up, really, because um, green or red apples? Red. Mm, oranges. Really? Yeah, I'm going no, you can never, You can never beat apples. Oh, no, for some reason I want to cook an apple now. We could do. That's it. That's how we can spend the podcast. We'll, give, we'll do a cooking session on the podcast. That'll be good. Don't cook, <laughs> Don't cook when we go over to the should still be open. Okay. <laughs> and they're flooded, dude. They got flooded. That was, that was hours ago. They must have cleared that. That now. was hours ago. Yeah. There only, you know, there were only literally inches <laughs> underwater. There were like tens of inches yeah. underwater. That'd be alright. Yeah, <laughs> apples float. We're fine. <laughs> apples float. <laughs> Even though majority of the flood water was raw sewage. No, those ones came over the. Um, oh, that actually did come over the. Yeah, key, didn't did, it? it was yeah. just in the center of town that it was. Well, yeah, if you backed up, didn't it? Poor McDonald's. Oh my god. Krusty Krab. Yeah. <laughs> you see? That's how we get make flashback last long. There you go. Yeah. I actually I loved some of the artwork that came out about the twenty thirteen floods of last off. Do you remember the film Day After Tomorrow, the one about the kind of end of the world and the ice age oh, coming? I never saw but I heard about it. Basically they had a the I think the the poster art for it was the Statue of Liberty in a yes, massive tidal yeah. wave, and we had was... Lost Off Train Station with a tidal wave coming up to it, yeah. <laughs> and it was the day after tomorrow. <laughs> oh, well, so I don't have a very Suffolk or Chavy accent, though. People assume I'm Australian, so I can't really do it. Yeah, I've got I've got, I've got we had a chap woman who's work at our store. She used to come from Ipswich, and she had quite a strong Suffolk accent. And until moved down here, and it sort of mutated and so. She had our strain all the time. It mutated. It did mutate. That's terrifying. That is terrifying. Did she start shooting laser beams out of her eyes? No, she didn't do that. <laughs> Damn. She wasn't a blood dragon. <laughs> uh, wow. Right, so now on to our next section. We've padded it out. The We've producer's going to be happy with this <laughs> one. Yeah, next section. Oh, no! <laughs> now, <laughs> I'm so glad. Right, is there any other kind of festive jingly things that can happen at any other time in the year? No. Thank fuck for that. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Christmas. <laughs> Good old Christmas. What we do next year for Guy Fawkes, I'll bring some fireworks in. <laughs> We're going to let off some fireworks in the house. Wow. Here it is. Ah, boom. We'll be taking that. The thing. house is burning down. The house is burning no, down. No, we are going to be taking the podcast to the pub, if that's the case. Yeah. Lots well, of flammables down the there. Yeah. yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be good. Boom. Right, we've got a once a year, very special section. Um, I did call this the Round Nerds Awards. But I only managed to think of one thing to put in it. I was going to do things like sort of best title set, best sort of menu screen, or wow, yeah. that'd be really bad considering the podcast has been running for a while. And well, I haven't played that many games this year. So. No, no. So I thought best menu screen. I also thought best credit sequence. I haven't completed many games this year. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, this was good. so in the end, I thought let's just stick to game of the year. Okay, cool. So we'd like to go first. Or we'd like me to go first. Uh, I'll let you go first. Dude. All right. My game of the year is Bioshock Infinite. Wow, I would have never have guessed. Why not Far Cry 3 Blood, oh, Blood Dragon, man? Why? <sighs> Why? Blood Dragon was fun. Barsh Infinite is, is, is a game that actually made me... I... Oh, this is going to sound stupid. I didn't know any Sartre, because the Sartre is pre gump But it let me see into a world... In case you're not familiar with it, Barsh Infinite is set in 1912 on a floating city. 
But of course, being 1912, always is, right? It's, it's very heavily you get the attitudes that people display, and it's it doesn't put its punches with the attitudes that people display. They really do. They really are basically per racist. Awesome. And it made me realise actually what it was like in a way, how bad it really was. I never really quite... I'd heard about it, and, you know, you're reading stories, you think, oh, yeah... Probably yeah, it was probably but, pretty shite. But the way you walked around and actually saw, saw people interacting, you thought, actually, this is terrible. But that's, that's, isn't that what people are going to think, you know, 100 years in the future to us? Yeah, probably. Fucking heathens. <laughs> but, but it stuck... It's the only one sort of... Throughout the course of all the games I've played this year, that's the only one sort of stuck with me. Okay. As a game. And... The ending, although some people whinge about the ending, because they that the ending was, in my opinion, absolutely fantastic. Although okay. some people whinge about because some people, some people, the ending, the ending basically they they give you a set of rules that their Bioshock works by, and then people try and apply other rules, from other series to it, and they're not compatible, and then they complain about it. Normal gamers. Normal gamers. Yeah. Really. Normal gamers. Yeah. If there is nothing wrong with it, we'll find some way to make yeah. something to complain about. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair, Fair enough. enough. And so that's my game of the year, Luke's. It's difficult for me, actually, because I was like, oh, well, what games have I played that actually came out this year? <laughs> I actually had a bit of a, um, a bit of a panic about it, if I had to be honest. I'm not even sure if one of these actually came out this year or not. Okay. So, so Game of the Year, possibly last year Possibly well. last year, possibly the year before that. I don't, I honestly don't know. Cause I'm I, hoping not the year before that. That's going to be a little bit extreme. The, the worst, well, let's put it this way, I could just say Postal 2 and Postal 3. Has been the, the Postal series has been Game of the Year every year forever. Even before it came out. Yeah. It was amazing. Uh, no. Because, well, one year when I was working for, uh, for a, Big nerd show. I was kind of writing for them. We gave we did a game of the year award there, and I actually gave the Android game of the year to a game I'd never actually played. Okay, good. That was that was pretty bad. But in fairness, the game was brilliant. I just I had it. I just hadn't played it. I watched it being played. It was brilliant. Um, I just hadn't actually experienced the like. I put my hands on the controls. That was Shadow Gun, by the way. The the developers were happy that we gave it game of the year. Were they? Yeah, it got legitimate game of the year for iOS from Jelly. But I had it on Android as well, and I was just like, well, I like the game. I just haven't actually had a chance to properly get down and play it nitty-gritty kind of thing. So, yep, game of the year, sure, why not? Because all oh. the other games on Android were kind of poop. Well, there probably were a few I liked. So it was like, game of the year by default, because everything else was rubbish. Yeah, but that, well, that was it. <laughs> you know, when when every other game sucks, then you just, oh, yeah, that one, just throw a fucking dart at the board and yeah. whatever it lands in, that'll do. So, game of the year for me, I it was a toss-up. So, Army of Two, Devil's Cartel. Should I, should I check to make sure that it was this year? Because that was the game that was a bit kind of... Okay. Yes, when it actually let's, came let's, out. Let's do this. Get ready. Is it EA published? <sighs> yes. Yeah, you see if it was actually, Ubi- why am I looking it up on Wikipedia? I'm sat next to it. If it was Ubisoft published, you could be pretty sure it came out this year, because they always release a new game every year. Let's have a look. Which one? Do I look at, do I look at the shrink wrap copy? <laughs> have a look. Quick. Prove me wrong. Let me check. That was it last year. Copyright 2013. Woohoo! Yes! Game of the Year. <laughs> game of the Year. Army, Army of Two. Social Game of the Year. Yep, Army of Two. Well, there's two actually. Army of Two Devil's Cartel. Okay. Continuation of the uh, Army of Two series. It's the third game in the Army of Two series. Absolutely I was, brilliant. I was referring to the release Army of Three. <laughs> <laughs> well, it actually turns out that I missed out um, 
I don't know how, it's probably because I was let's playing it with Chalky that I missed out a key plot point in Army of Two, 40th Day. And uh, it wasn't made completely clear in 40th Day, so I'm not going to tell people what it is. There are a couple of uh, key points that you don't really pick up until you play Devil's Cartel, but yeah, man, that game's fucked up. The story in that game is really fucked up and the way that people's minds just change how certain events just really warp people's perspectives. It's, but it's really fun. They changed the game up quite a bit from the previous series, from the previous games in the series, but it's really fucking fun. I personally vote it better than Gears of War, because it's kind of like Gears of War, the way that it plays. You know, you can have two-player co-op dancing around, helping each other up and all that kind of crap. But Army of Two is just a better game. Gears of War sucks a dick, even though Army Gears of Two is... Gears of War, another game I always thought was overrated. Yeah, I played the first one through, played the second one, and I just, from that point on, I couldn't get on with it. It was just... It was turd. Yeah. There was nothing I liked about it, whereas Army of Two was kind of taking the piss out of itself as well, every step yeah. of the way. Or well, whenever I played Gears of War, all I thought of was Warhammer. Yeah. Because okay. it felt the way the style of the, the style of it was very It was like, kind of um it was kind of turd, if I had to be honest. War Warhammer isn't turd, so I'll stop you there, but Gears no, of no, War. No, 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 like just it. Gears of War, it was just a turd. Yeah, game. I didn't I didn't like it very the much. The fact that they had to make... Is there three or four? I have no now, idea. The, the fact they had to make two of them was bad enough. The first one wasn't bad if you played at co-op. But if you played at single player, it was... Oh my god. It's like Army of Two. It's one of them games where you have to have couch co-op. You have to sit there with your mate and play it. Yeah. You know, crack open a few beers. That's why Army of Two worked. Because it was a game that you crack open a few beers and have a laugh. Yeah. Gears of War just tried to take itself too fucking seriously. Yeah. Fuck you, Gears of War fans. Pricks. Xbox fucking exclusives. Tossers. So that was one option. What was the other option? The other one is Monster Hunter 3U for the Nintendo 3DS and Wii U. In fact, uh, if if it wasn't for Monster Hunter, then, and obviously my kids wanted a Wii U, if it wasn't for Monster Hunter, I wouldn't have picked up my own Wii U, in fairness. So, Monster Hunter is a long-running series. It's another one of them series like Bayonetta where the, the guys are like, no, no, we're not going to publish that, we're not going to publish that. Because it was before that point, it was exclusively Sony. They had Monster Hunter 1, Monster Hunter 2, three games on the PSP, uh, four wow. games on the PSP, really and so one game on it. the PlayStation 3. The PlayStation 3 version was uh, Japan only, same with the last version on PSP. And then all of a sudden, Monster Hunter Tri came out on the Wii, and everyone cried and said, "Why isn't it on the uh, Why isn't it on the PlayStation Three? Why don't we have an English version on the PlayStation 3? Sony wouldn't fund it. Nintendo would. Get over it. It's not fucking. It's not Nintendo's fault. Okay. Oh, but Nintendo won't let us have it on the other systems. Well, they're paying the money for it. Exactly, paying, it's not Nintendo's it's, problem. They have a right to do it. They say, well, we're going to put the money to it. Mm-hmm. And when have you ever known Nintendo to share IPs, really? To release no. on other systems? I mean, ever like other than like the Atari days. Never. So, whatever. Get over it. Monster Hunter 3U is basically actually just an upscaled Monster Hunter Tri with some extra shit in it. Right. But they closed the Monster Hunter Tri servers, and then they locked down the uh, 3U servers, unlocked the 3U servers so you could actually play worldwide with people, because how easy is it now to make friends with people all around the world? Yeah. Pretty easy, because, you know, you've got the internet now. It's a pretty big thing now. Uh, you know, like way back when servers would be, you know, you've got your American servers, your European servers, and your Japanese servers. 
now they've decided it's a good idea to just let people play with whoever they want to play with, rather than locking it down to a region of your system. There are two versions, the 3U and the 3DS, or the Wii U and the 3DS version are cross-compatible, so you can actually play together. So let's say, for example, I'm playing on the Wii U, you can turn up with your 3DS, with your Monster Hunter game, you can play multiplayer with me from your 3DS. So that's kind of cool. Um, you can actually, if I was, if I had both versions, which I do, uh, for the, for the Wii U and the 3DS, if I'm in the middle of a hunt or I'm about to, I want to go on a hunt, but I want to go some, like, let's say, for example, I'm going on a holiday. And for some reason, I want to take Monster Hunter on holiday with me because, you know, I need a, I need a friend on holiday, right? Uh, I take, I can actually transfer my Hunter from the Wii U version onto the 3DS version and vice versa. Everything transfers over quite nicely. So, yeah. Cool. So, are we going to pick one? Both. So, you're, you're having games of the year. Yes, games of the year. Okay. Well, because it's, one of them is um, Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. Okay, fair enough. The other one is literally only for Nintendo. Okay, fair enough. So, because <laughs> I, I know not many people actually have... Both. Um, you know, they no, don't have a Wii U. Enough, and no. Monster Hunter is kind of a... Not many people get Monster Hunter games. They just don't. They're not particularly popular over here. It's a very Japanese game, so um, okay. I just figure it could do with a bit of credit because it's a really well put together game. There you so. go, Monster Hunter for you. Get it. So on to our last section. If <laughs> you know what's coming, don't you? <laughs> Fuck, I'd laugh if everyone else subscribed to the podcast just for the bells. Weird news stories. Double six. Oh my god. Okay, fine. Okay. So when you um. Moved into this place here where you live. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where you live. Yeah. You know that place. Did in you? The sticks. I mean, did you sort of do any sort of research online? Did you have a look at any photos online of it, or did you sort of come around? And get um, well, we couldn't get any kind of photos of it other than Google Street View, which was out of date because no one had lived there for about a year and a half, two years before. Okay. Well, sometimes it's worth looking online because you may find your house might have more things into it. Because on Right Move, a house was put up to advertise was put on. Advertise on rightmove.com with a cannabis farm in it. Eh? A two-bedroom house is in Bristol. Uh, it was advertised online and with what looked like a cannabis farm on the bedrooms. It turns out that the house had been raided by the police. <laughs> they took away some of the stuff as evidence but left a lot of it behind. So the stagers went in took the photos as it was, thought, yeah, it looks about, that looks legit. You know, there's a room full of, like, plant pots, ventilation pipes, soil, fertiliser, fans, cabling, all the stuff you need to grow cannabis, and just post it online. Cool, I'm there. Goes on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a lovely place. It's a um, terrace house, comprising entrance hall, lounge, open plan, kitchen, dining room, two bedrooms, and a first floor bathroom. Bathroom. Sounds quite a nice place. And- uh Cannabis farm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, got gas central heating, which you probably need if you're growing cannabis, because it's going to need a lot of warmth, don't you, for that? I believe. Maybe. Um, <laughs> what? Are you, the, are you the dealer here? Yeah. You're not telling me something. Yeah. Here. Um, double glazing, which again keeps the heating for you. Pleasant rear garden, probably because you're so high on the cannabis plants outside the rear <laughs> oh, garden. Uh, no one would change because everybody's in prison. £105,000 <laughs> uh, and it's yours. Cool, I'm in. Okay, fair enough. I don't know if the campus farm is still there. He might have moved it now. Oh, damn it. Okay. Well, that's weird, because I don't actually smoke, so... Well, you could chew it, I suppose. Okay, I... I suppose... Do you think you could say it's an ongoing concern? 
<laughs> Moving on. <laughs> okay. This actually ties in quite nicely tomorrow. Uh, this, tomorrow? This tomorrow? Evening, <laughs> this e- no, technically yesterday. This ties in quite nicely. Because when I come round, when I come round, I bought, I'd brought McDonald's around with me. At which point Luke's wife saw McDonald's and said, I want McDonald's. And we didn't get McDonald's. We didn't get McDonald's. But has she ever been so desperate for McDonald's that she's run you over? With no. a car? No, I've, no. Okay. Woman has won over her boyfriend repeatedly, repeatedly, with his own truck because he refuses to stop at McDonald's. Why? What? What? Well, this this is still a practice, isn't it? You know, someone refuses to stop at McDonald's, you get throw him out of the truck and run him over. So, yeah, someone refuses to do something, so I run them over. Yeah. Actually, uh, yeah, I do. Her name is Crystal Brooks. So from a name like Crystal, you can tell she's American. Actually, I used to know a girl in high school that was named Crystal. But, was she? Was yeah. she American? No. Sure she wasn't? Yeah. She must have been. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, no British person would give their child such a stupid name as Crystal. Well, there you go. That's yeah. someone else offended. <laughs> People would name their children Crystal. Uh, she's 33. Sold her boyfriend, Santiago Hernandez. Oh, there you go. He deserved it. 41. Last week after he would not drive to the fast food chain. Wait, she she could drive the truck. What's her problem? Well, I can't quite work out the thing what happened. So basically, she got mad when he refused to stop and demanded he pull over. He then stopped. He got out of the truck. She then took over the wheel and then he went and stood in front of the truck as she ran over him. And then reversed over him and, and then, then reversed, ran him over and then, him. Yeah, and did it two more times. Did you crush his head? No, he survived. Oh. So, well, all he did was say, bruise his arm back, and his clothes appeared torn because he was being dragged on the pavement, which, well, yeah, he would have been dragged on the pavement. He's run over by a car, so, yeah, of course <laughs> he would have been. You know? You don't... What, what, they sound like I'm surprised by that. Admittedly, your clothes are torn at the moment. You've not been... Uh, that's fine, way you've not been dragged on the pavement, but... <laughs> by no, no I refuse to buy someone a burger, so they, like, they ran me down. That has nothing to do with the fact I've been wearing the same clothes day in, day out for a decade. <laughs> Well, next on, um, this is actually, now genuinely, this is not a joke, I actually would love to stay at this hotel. Okay. Why? Just, you'll come to it, but but this, this that's a bit of a tangent. Um, bosses at a Swedish hotel were a little surprised after they had been ordered to store fire alarms. Do you know why they were surprised? Mm. Hotels made out of ice. Not heard of this? No. This Swedish ice hotel. They basically they get these like wooden frames. They mix a mixture of ice and snow, spray it all over the frames, and when it hardens, they turn into a hotel. Okay. And you go stay there. The beds get it gets down about minus eight, so it's actually not a really huge bit of ice. It's not too bad. Um, they go up in December, last until April. But I generally want to stay there. But yeah, they were ordered. Cool, they produced since nineteen ninety. But this year, authorities demand they put in fire alarms um, in case it catches fire. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, of course, in a fire, what you really need is water. What's ice made of? (laughs) That's, 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 oh man, my festive chair has just gone right through the roof. That's brilliant. (laughs) I've never heard you laugh like that, I think, from weird news stories. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. McDonald's, like seriously, McDonald's based hit and runs at an ice hotel that could possibly catch fire. Who the fuck do they put in charge of these? They, they, the woman, the hotel manager said, she said, we were a little surprised at first, I think you would be, 
But the reason is there are things that can actually catch fire, like pillows, seat bags, reindeer skins. Once again, they catch fire. What are they going to do? Get hot. What's above them? They're going to melt ice. Ice will melt and come down. It's basically the ultimate sprinkler system. <laughs> yeah. And then everyone, like, I don't know, they all get kind of buried under slush. Yeah. Apparently, they've, it's been a bit of a challenge installing them because it's hard to make it work in the ice. Strangely oh enough. Because I'm guessing the farmers weren't designed, weren't, they never thought that anyone would be stupid enough to install them in ice. <sighs> uh, they've been tested, you will be pleased to know. I don't know how they tested They set fire to them. <laughs> <laughs> they set fire to the hotel. <laughs> Uh, you know what's going to happen next month someone's going to actually set fire to that hotel the, the, I don't know how Ice Hotel burns down yeah <laughs> someone's going to be news next month there will be someone standing there with a bottle of petrol just pouring up the wall I can, if I try hard enough I'll get it to burn <laughs> yeah. uh, it's like no 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 the petrol's burning the the, the, the hotel's just, it's melting it's, no oh god no but I, I actually generally want to stay in that hotel it's the Americans trying to shoot Sasquatch again <laughs> yeah, I generally want to stay in that hotel uh, we've got a little short one here for you. Mm. You mentioned a few weeks ago about buying a pop bar, which, uh, wanting a new graphics card that was being released by, um, was it AMD? Yeah. Thousand, uh, four thousand £4,000 or something. And oh, no, that was the Titan that was £1,000. Right. And you offered to sell a kidney. Mm. Okay. I've discovered if you, I've discovered a way you could buy 22 of them. Okay. Do you know what you'd have to sell? One of your testicles. I've got two kids I don't need either. There you go. A man in the US has decided to sell his testicles, and do you know why he's selling testicles? So he can buy a car. Okay. He's going to buy a Nissan 370Z, which is a sports car. Which, to be honest, if I was going to sell testicles by a car, I wouldn't buy a Nissan. No, me either. You know, they're not... They're okay, but they're not They're not really sort of the byword for sort of sportiness. You know, buy something like a Lotus... You know. There's a nice plug there. We don't no, Nick. No. Yeah. No. Uh, I'd buy an El Camino. Yeah, I could do that. They're but one yeah. of the they're sixties, early seventies, the other ones look horrible, but yeah. But yeah, no, twenty he's he's saying for thirty five thousand US dollars or about twenty thousand pounds. And how old is this geese? How old? Uh, pretty. Old. He's, he's saying to he's saying it to medical science. At first, when I first read this, I thought he was selling it to like somebody to make use of. Okay. But that's what picture of the guy I thought, well, he's not going to get $25,000. <laughs> Fair um, enough. Is it a PC gamer looking guy? No. <laughs> Cheeky bastard. Uh, <laughs> apparently, it's a standard going rate for medical science in the US, $35,000. What's so, just, <laughs> you're saying that people sell their testicles regularly? I'm, like, I'm assuming it's like some sort of chart. Yeah, I was going to say, they've got a chart with like a, a picture of a guy on it, and there's like <laughs> lines coming up. It's like, you know when you go to the butcher's shop, <laughs> and they've got the cow, and they've got it all segmented into bits? <laughs> it's like That's that, a... you go in there, and it's all segmented, the person's all segmented into bits, and it's just totally like this cut, you know, <laughs> you know a bit of rump is this much. That's, that is pretty much how, you know, surgeons work, just in oh. case anyone doesn't know shit. So some surgeons are going to get really pissed with me now, but. Nah. Oh, now, this is an interesting one. Mm. Now, did you, you used to work for a company did surveys, didn't you? Yes. Yep. Did <laughs> you ever? Did you? Were you ever required to do the national survey of sexual attitude and lifestyles? No. No. Well, this is so. I did uh, once talk to a stripper though. Very nice. Oh, over the phone? Did yeah. she do a strip tease for you over the phone? No. Nah, well, a strip tease wouldn't work over the phone, but phone sex would have been kind of fun. But yeah, no, she didn't, didn't do that. No. 
She was on the phone for like an hour, dude. Did you say that like, these calls were recorded so I could listen to them again later? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it would have been funny if I was being monitored on the call because yeah, they be. would randomly chime in. It's like, ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, so they did a survey of men and women. Okay. And they've asked them sort of several questions. I've sort of picked a few of the key points out of here. Well, I say the few is what was in the news article. I didn't pick these out myself. That's what the news article picked out. Okay, I was going to say um, what you've gone and dissected the news article. You've gone through it line for line. Have you just like, mm-hmm. Well, I, I copy and paste in the least help bits. So I normally do the weird news. I just, you know, <laughs> you know, it's. I, you know, I, just so you know, uh, just so I'm to say, I'm going to reference these. They all reference to the Metro. Which isn't the most reliable sources, but to be fair, it's one that has things that they they tend to have multi space to fill for the weird stuff. It's not from Daily Sport, then. No. So how can you trust it then? (laughs) Well, you won't let me do. You you won't let me use the BBC. You won't let me use Sky. So I've got to use Metro. All right, I'll let you have it. Go on. So they asked men and women uh, how many sexual partners they had on average. Women said seven point seven up from 3.7 just 20 years ago. Men in the same age group claim they surplus their 11.7 partners each. Somebody's lying. Up from 8.6. <laughs> Even with same-sex couples, somebody's got to be lying there because those figures don't add up. Fair enough. Fair enough. Is, it, is that the only... Is no, that I've the, got more. I've just, just sort of, I've just I'm sorry, is that the key point to the article? No, it's one key fair, point. It's okay. Um, I know worse. Right. Yeah, I know. It's just... I just want to know as an average how, I mean, averages, I mean, there'd be a lot of people with a lot more than that, a lot of people with a lot less than that. I mean, it's just, that seems such a high number. People must be like, I'm sorry, I can't believe that is actually No, you, No, you say that, I do know worse. I know a lot of people that are worse than that. Well, I know a lot of people back when I was like, I mean, I'm now 28, I knew people when I was like 16 that had already slept with fucking an army of people. What would have been nice? <laughs> Okay, cool. <laughs> um, well, we uh, know that we know that I've at least slept with one person because somehow I have children. Yeah, maybe. Well, you must have that person more than once then. You, know, you never know. <laughs> you never know. People say I look like Jesus. So yeah. this could have been, you know, one of them. Dodgy... a virgin birth would be talking you. Could be. Uh, you know, could be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <coughs> uh, interestingly, though, it's now part of rise. Sometimes people have sex has fallen from to just to just to. Just under five times a week, so just under must be four. <laughs> okay. Because you can't have sex four and a half times a week. I know it's an average, but still. It could be a bit touch and Apparently go. six times in the 90s and noughties. I Which hate it when end. people say the noughties. I know, I don't like it either, myself. but I just thought it was appropriate for one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was appropriate for something like <laughs> sex style advertising. Um half those tame parts says nothing wrong with same sex partnerships which is absolutely 100% correct don't give a crap so it's nothing wrong with it, no, uh, it. that's up from a quarter in 1990 they can all be miserable like the rest of us exactly <laughs> um, this is quite and now I found this really interesting hmm. 63% of men believe adultery is wrong but compared to 45% we're always told that men are terrible and always play around apparently three of us say we won't do it okay and same scent of women also disapproved compared to 50% previously before. So, you know, I, I'm quite, I'm quite, I feel quite pleased with that result. You know what, the, see, the thing is, what I'm going to say to that is, I really don't care because nine times, like nine people out of ten, I don't think are all that faithful. I really don't. They'll say they're faithful, but I can almost guarantee fucking do they ain't lying bastards. I think I think I think the trouble. I think there's more 
I think we underestimate people's commitment. We do. Perhaps I have a more romanticised view of the world, but yes, you do. I like to, I like to think that people are a bit more honest and open and right. honourable than that. As I said, I've spoke. I know many people have slept around like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. It's no. It's just no, and it's not. It's not a small number of people that I know. It's not like oh yeah, like only two people out of a hundred people I know have been like that. Uh, no, majority of don't them. Don't depress are like me. I'll get the jingle bells out again. Yes, the world is peachy and happy. Fantastic. And... When it's peachy and happy, you know what that makes you feel like doing? Ringing the journal. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's it. Everyone sleeps around and fucks like rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> no! I can't win, can I? <laughs> no, you can't. Fucking... I, I have control of the jingle bells. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is that like, the New Year's Eve podcast comes out and it's not ringing jingle bells. No, that'd be good on Christmassy. Oh, we're gone, they'll be gone. We made it. We've made another one. Somehow. Well, you think we made another one? I'm going to have to cut all this out. I mean, the, the editor might have to cut all this out. Yeah, the editor. Cause, cause, our, cause our production team will look at it for Yeah, the, the script is so fucked up. We might even get the sack because people are going to now stop believing that we know anything that we don't know because we're just making it up as we, we know go. anything that we don't know? Yeah, we're pretending that we know all this kind of stuff and we know nothing really. I'm confused. Yeah, I know, me too. I'm not meant to get confused. Yeah, well, you got... What time is it now? Holy hell, it's gone two in the morning. Hey! Hey! I want to buy a Christmas tree today. Have you? Yeah, a real one. Why would you buy a real one? Because they smell nice. They, they fucking to... smell... <laughs> it's Art... getting car air fresh now. Artificial ones look artificial. Well, yeah, because they're artificial. So that's why I have a real one. People don't ask for, I don't know... Breast implants because they look real. They want big tits. <laughs> people, I, see, I, I don't, don't buy a fake Christmas tree. I don't like tree. that. I don't like people have had but I think they always look wrong. I don't want a fake tree because I want pine needles on the floor. You don't want a fake tree because you don't want pine needles on the floor. No, I don't mean? want a fake tree because I want pine needles on the floor. If you look after your tree properly, you will get right. right. Okay, tangent time. Buy a real tree and do the following. Cut off two inches off the base. This is going to be a really bizarre thing to put on a podcast. Tie off two inches of the base before you bring it in. And that will allow it to reabsorb water again so you get more water into the tree. That will keep the needles on. Before you bring it in, give it somewhere to acclimatise, like a porch or a kitchen where it's warmer than outside but not as warm as the rest of the house. Do it for 24 hours to give it a chance to acclimatise to all temperatures. Do not put it near a radiator. Make sure you keep it well watered. It will drink up to a litre and a half a day. Do not put hairspray on it. That will dry out more. Why do people put hairspray? Because they think it keeps needles in. Why would... Oh, I hate it. But it all does. It actually makes the tree more flammable. <laughs> okay. Don't put hairspray on. If you do simple things, your tree, even like a, even like the Norway, Norway's trees, will last. If you want a real good tree, get a Nordman fir or a blue spruce. They're very nice trees. Blue spruce have a lovely citrus smell, by the way. <laughs> this is not something that people who listen to podcasts are expecting, are they? No. No, it's, 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 I'm keeping it in. <laughs> I mean, the editor's keeping it in. Oh, yeah. Of <laughs> Nordman Nord, Nord, Nord Fur, they hardly use needles because they, the reason they don't do this because Nor, a Norway spruce has a hook tile joint. Nordman Furs have a ball socket type joint for their needles. Get those, follow the tips I've just given you, you have a lovely tree. Our last year, our tree hardly lost any needles and we had it up for about four weeks. There you go. That's your tips for keeping your tree fresh. Don't buy artificial. If you see someone artificial tree, set fire to it, which is what I'll be doing after this podcast, Luke's tree. 
Oh, it's not my concern. Man. I hate Christmas. Miserable bastard. I really hate Christmas. Miserable bastard. Man. So, so you're not going to join me in the Christmas outro? Fuck no. no. I'm now going to the pub. It's <laughs> two o'clock in the morning. So which pub are you going hey, to? Hey, there's a 24-hour offer just down here. That's I not will... a pub. It has alcohol. This place is practically a pub. I have a bar. It's a desk. It's a bar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Look, my... if I say I'm a pub, I'm not an alcoholic too much. <laughs> anyway, um, so we best at ending the podcast up. So how can you find us? Well, you can go to randnerds.com where we have... I've actually started putting contact back on there again <laughs> after having like a two, month, two months off. Um, how could you? I have to edit a podcast every month, you bastard. How can you have two months off? Well, can't be bothered. Um, you can visit us at Rand. Yes, visit us. You can email us at. <laughs> <laughs> you can email us at randnerd without the s at gmail dot com. You can follow us on YouTube at youtube.com slash randnerds. You can follow us on Twitter uh, using username randnerds. You can follow us on Facebook using username. I don't know, man. Ran nerds. This is sounding really complicated. Yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> is there a button that we can press? There are all links on the website. Oh. Basically, go to randnerds.com. It's all on there. But what if... Somebody email us because I'm getting fed up just getting spam. Yeah, I have noticed we get a lot of crap coming we through do. that email address. We've got four followers now of our blog. Really? But have you know, I don't know if you looked at them. They're all artistic people. What the fuck are they doing following us? I don't know. They try to do I have a theory on. why they're following us, but I don't, doesn't, I don't know. Go for it, just in case they listen. But my theory is, if they are listening through emails, I'll know they're listening when they all unfollow us. So <laughs> Go on, um, there you I think because if you search for Rand Nerd in Google, you get loads of stuff about Anne, Anne Rand, Rind? Is that her name? Is it Anne Rand? Isn't it? Anne Rand, oh, the one who we're at the Shrugged. Right. And it's all about objectivism. If you play Bar Shot, that's basically what Andrew Ryan's intro into, is objectivism, okay. which basically look out for yourself and nobody else. Okay. Okay. Um, and there's a load of, for some reason, there was a, obviously a TV link uh, why Anne Rand became a hero for nerds everywhere. Okay. And basically it's been repeated everywhere. I think because she's a bit of an art, that sort of thing that sort of artsy people seem to like, I wonder if they're following because they think there's something to do with that. That's just a theory. Idiots. Yeah. We'll soon find out. If, if I'm right, then perhaps I'll get some emails. Can we just explain the name of the podcast in the next episode? In the next episode? Yeah. Yeah, we will. Because no one's going to get to, what, two hours and 30-some-odd minutes. I do. I listen to it. <laughs> and I have to listen to it, because, I mean, the editor has to listen to it. This is really hard, man. Yeah, it is. The so spot- you know that guy that actually cares about the quality of the podcast but is never satisfied with it? That dickhead. He yeah. has to listen to it. I know he's a trade. Yeah, I know. I can't stand Give working with him. Give us this crappy fucking script. I can't script. stand working with him. Give him this crappy script every goddamn month. Do you know going around his bloody house all the time? I know. I keep having to fucking... I have to come through from the other room to come here. It's, oh, my God, man. It's really annoying. Uh, Fucking long hair bearded prick. But no, that's your. We'll explain the. We'll explain the meaning of the podcast in the next episode. Yeah. Of Ran Nerds. Join us then in the new year. About Ran. Have, have, <laughs> yeah. have a merry Christmas, everybody. I've been Nicholas Jackson. And I'm Luke Roberts. And he's a miserable bastard. Fuck you, Christmas. <laughs> whatever you it is you choose to celebrate. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha!